Don't let being treated for pain be a pain. Come to Downtown's Healthcare, 950 17th Street in Denver. Find out how to reduce pain naturally without surgery, without drugs. Call Downtown's Healthcare, 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. We could get uh, Bill WD-40 in there and lubing uh, to lube us up for tonight's show because, you know, we always need a little lubing to get into Spreaker. Yep, that we do. That we do. Hi. Hold on. Let's take a beautiful Bill WD-40. He's not in yet, but he'll be in in a second, and then he'll read that comment. <coughs> Where are we? Larry Hart. Welcome to SOR Chat from Long Island, New York. Very cool. Very cool. We're about uh, 35 seconds away from launching tonight's show. If you're new here, don't forget to hit subscribe, ring that bell, give us a thumbs up if you don't mind, or down, whatever you feel we deserve. Anyways, it's a good way to support what we do on this show. we got a busy, busy night ahead as we get ready for the show. Don't forget, if you want some SOR swag, head to our website, spacedoutradio.com. Hi, Lily Pond, Blue Cruise, how you guys doing? We are going to launch this in 10 seconds. Missy Lee is our guest tonight. We're talking monsters. It's always a good night when we talk monsters. Horns up. Let's rock. From the mountains of central British Columbia to you listening around the world, this, my friends, is Spaced Out Radio. I am your host, Dave Scott, sitting in the captain's chair of SOR headquarters. We welcome you to tonight's show on our terrestrial affiliates around North America, digitally on Odyssey Radio, TalkStream Live, and KPNL. All of our archives are free. Join us at youtube.com forward slash spaced out radio. Do old Davey the favor. Hit that subscribe button. You can follow us on Twitter at spaced out radio, Instagram at spaced out radio show, and on TikTok at spaced out radio. Our website, spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot. Read the newswire. Check out our swag as well. Tonight's show is brought to you by Chive Charities. Help make the world 10% happier by visiting Chive Charities today. You can find them on our website. A power show of monsters tonight. Author Missy Lee is here to talk about her encounter and her now involvement in research into cryptids that walk among us. Then in hour number three, we're going to head to the swamp. Then we're going to head to the forest for Super Duke of the Cryptid Report. It's Dave 101 night. And if we can, we'll squeeze in some news. So let's get right to it, shall we? Our guest tonight, Missy Lee, feels there is something about her particular arrangement of molecules that set her up for countless experiences of high strangeness. She imagines this ability is due to a number of things, She heard it runs through families. Her great-grandmother, Lily, was a gifted clairvoyant. And Missy is also a neurological condition called synthesisia. Yep, I've used that as the clam word one night. I, I do remember that. Incoming information meant to stimulate one of her senses bleeds through and stimulates others. It irks her that her experiences of high strangeness are swiftly dismissed. So that's the whole point of the social suicide experiment. 
she would like to help shift the cultural narrative as it relates to the supernatural. You can go on Amazon, get her book, Rakes, Fakes, and Double Takes. It's a book that I'm going to add to my collection, I can tell you that. Missy Lee, welcome to Spaced Out Radio for the first time. How you doing? I'm good. I feel welcome. Good. Good. That's what we're hoping for, that you feel welcome. Missy, you know, for you, you grew up in a family that had some intuitiveness. You've had a lifelong of experiences, and, and you know, here you are now writing it down, researching these topics. You know, what what made these subjects get really close to you? What hit home? So what do you mean, like, I mean, okay, as far as my family and the paranormal stuff, I kind of just separated myself from that for a really long time because those were the crazy people and I didn't want to be, I was trying to fit in. I mean, it didn't work, but I, you know, I kind of like would just push that on other people. Like, that's not me. That's not my thing. Even though I'd had ghost experiences my whole life, but um, I had uh, something happen when I was on my way home from my mom's one night and after that, it kind of just, I mean, like I've said this before, my worldview just imploded. I realized like nothing I thought I knew about the world was accurate because there was this creature and it was in front of my car. And I mean, how do you, how do you go back from that? So that's when I decided I was going to start researching and then later wrote a book. Good for you. Good for you. So take us back to that night when you had that creature run in front of your car. What happened there? When was that? It was either 2018 or 2019. Um, okay, so I was on my way home from my mom's house. And she lives in Alabama and I'm in Mississippi. So we're each right at the state line. And I'm coming around a curve. It's like dark outside. It's a two-lane road. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I look ahead, and there's something in the road, and I think, okay, it's a deer because we have a lot of deer in this area. So I start to slow down. And then by the time I'm, like, right on it, I'm realizing, like, I, well, I was at a complete stop, and I realized that it was not a deer. And so <laughs> I'm sitting there looking at it, and it's this, really pale humanoid creature it's got these big black eyes they're round it was super skinny like its skin looked like it was stretched over the bone like it was almost too big for its own skin and it it, i couldn't i don't remember seeing any ears or a nose and initially like its mouth looked just like this slit but then it was kind of like it was on a hinge, like it, the mouth dropped and it was just gaping open, but no, no sound was coming mm. out. And that was horrifying. So then I don't know how long we sat there. It felt like, you know, eternity. But at some point it got up and it was well, it was on its hands and knees when it was when I first pulled up. But at some point it got up on its two back legs and kind of launched off to the left of me and it let out this horrible scream. Um so then I drove up the road. I wanted to call my mom because I was <laughs> losing my mind, but I couldn't remember how to use the phone initially. And so I called a friend and then went home and showered because I'd peed my pants. <laughs> um, and then I was kind of in a daze for a few weeks after, just like, you, you know, you, you, you wonder if you're crazy. You like try to tell yourself, well, it could have been this or that. But, I mean, I knew that it was something – 
not right. There's something horribly wrong about the creature. And I saw it, so I, I knew it existed. And after some time, I got online and started researching. Initially, I was scared to look into anything because I thought if I start looking into this and I can't find anything, then that's going to confirm that I'm crazy. <laughs> so um, when I did finally get online and start searching, I I think the first search term I typed was something like uh, pale humanoid in rural area or something like that. And the first thing that popped up was a subreddit called Crawler Sightings. It may be Crawler Encounters, one of those. And so then I knew, like, I wasn't the only one who'd seen it. This was totally a thing. It was happening. Going back to when you were looking at this creature, it probably seemed forever, but was only a matter of seconds that this happened. Was this a route that you had driven many times? Did you know this area well? It was, and I did. Yep. So when you when you look back on that, was there anything different that was going on that night? Was, was it was it foggy? Was it clammy outside? Was it was it a clear night, a dark night, a rainy night? Tell me about that. I mean, I. <laughs> nothing about it stood out it was I mean it's real humid I'm in Mississippi and the air conditioner on my truck had gone out I think two days before so my windows were rolled down it was humid but I I mean I can't remember if it was I know it wasn't foggy so I would I want to say clear but I mean I didn't check the weather so I'm I'm not positive about that but it wasn't hot the visibility visibility was good I could see like when I first spotted something in the road, I guess I would have been, I'm horrible with distance. What's a football field? Is that 100 yards? 500 yards or how many? 100? Yeah. Okay. So probably two football fields in front of me when I first spotted it. And then, or maybe one, I don't know. I'm horrible at judging distance, but um, it wasn't, it wasn't hard to see. I would say it was a clear night. So the idea that all of a sudden you're, you're alone in your truck you got the windows down. It's a it's a it's a muggy night, and this thing is staring at you. When you first slowed down on it and started looking at it, what was your first inclination as to what you were looking at? An alien. I like. I don't think that came into my mind initially, though, because I had this experience. I've told this story so many times. Um, okay. So you know how, when you're telling a story and you get a picture or someone is telling you a story, you get a picture in your mind's eye and you, okay. So you get like imagery of what they're describing. So I had this thing happen where I had imagery in my mind's eye and I was up and to the right of myself and I would, I could see myself in the vehicle, but what was in front of me was a deer and a lot of people think when I say that, that I didn't, I didn't know what I was seeing, but I did. It wasn't a deer at all. It was this crazy looking creature, but I would have that imagery come up and I would kind of have to fight that. It was like, it felt instructive. And I've said that I'm not sure. Okay. So initially I just thought, well, that's a trauma response. And then when I started researching, people were like, oh, these things can mess with your mind. <laughs> they can implant memories. So I prefer to think that it was just a trauma response because that fits into my little view of the world but yeah that was it took so much energy because it was it was like this image would come in 
and I would reject it because in, you know, my front, my front facing vision, I was looking at this crazy looking creature. And so that went on for, I mean, pretty much the entirety of the time I was sitting there with it in front of me. And then it wasn't until I drove up the road aways, which I have, I have no memory of the drive from where I was stopped when I saw the creature to where I was, where I initially, or finally stopped when I pulled over. There's no memory. So yeah, it, it took a lot of energy. I felt exhausted from it. The fear that you had in coming across this creature, uh, you know, something that you have never seen before and the majority of people on this planet will never see either. I mean, emotionally, what were you feeling inside your body as this is going on? Like I was going to die. Um, and I mean, I, I peed my pants. So, uh, yeah, it felt like death. I mean, the closest thing I can think of to death without being death. But, yeah, it was horrifying. I mean, what's it like being in that position? I mean, I, I have been in that position, okay, with, you know, my, my contact that I've had with extraterrestrials and everything like that and, and in seeing Sasquatch. But for those who've never been in that position, explain to me what you go through mentally, physically. I mean, you mentioned, you know, not to bring it up, uh, you know, to make fun of it, but you mentioned that. You didn't realize till after that you had actually wet your pants. And, you know, we find that hilarious, you know, if it's a child or, or in a different situation. But to be that scared that you didn't even know that that happened. I mean, take us through what what that feeling is like. Okay, you know, when you get a phone call and the person on the other end of the line, they're like, sit down. And you know, you're fixing to get some really bad news the way like all the blood just kind of drains from your body. Um, it was like that. Um, and then everything is just really limbic. It's, it's completely emotional. Like, I, I mean, they say fight or flight, right. But I was frozen. I didn't fight or flee. I just was stuck there. And I mean, really just, I think I, I was kind of waiting to die because I thought <laughs> for a second, like this is, this is Armageddon. The world is ending and that's why I'm seeing this. Um, nothing you, I mean, no thought is rational. Everything is completely emotional. Yeah. I mean, unless you've experienced something that inhuman and that supernatural, I think. I, I would be remiss to say that all of us listening to you speak, you know, we can hear the emotion in your voice. This has still affected you. Oh yeah, it totally has. I have an entire ritual around, like if I have to go to my Jeep at night, I do this thing where, <laughs> so I'll, I'll pump myself up and I go to the front door and I stand there for a second and I go back and forth over whether I want to leave it open or shut it. Because on the one hand, I want to be able to get back from my Jeep really fast. But on the other hand, I don't want this creature to be somewhere and get in my house while I'm in the Jeep. And so I usually decide to go ahead and close it. And so then I sprint to the Jeep and I jump inside it and I shut the door and lock it. And then I get what I need. and I sit there for a second, pump myself up again to run all the way back to the front door. Yeah, it's, I mean, and that's, that's been what, 18, 19. 
five years now, and I still I still do that. Do you live in a rural area? Is is that the fear? You know, because for a lot of us who live in rural areas, I know like my dog scared the living daylights out of me tonight because I heard foot, uh, footsteps crunching in the snow outside. You know, my backyard is completely dark. So, I mean, I, I totally get exactly what you're saying. Yeah, I do, I do. I live in a rural area. My neighbors aren't that far away, but the houses, there's a good bit, of, probably a football field between each house. So, and then my backyard is just like, it goes straight into 13 acres of forest. Have there been known stories in your area of weird, strange creatures? Yes. So, okay. This summer I hired, I hired somebody to cut my yard because the other guy wasn't working out. And so we were, you know, the small talk stuff. He said, what do you do? And I said, I I work from home. And he's like, what do you do for work? And I was like, oh, well, I'm writing a book. He said, "Well, about what?" And then it gets weird, right? Because I'm about to have to, t- I'm about to have to say what I'm writing a book about. But I started telling him, and he's like, "Oh my goodness!" Me and my girlfriend were on Highway 12 going to Vernon, Alabama, and he said, "All of a sudden, this it was like a white handkerchief or something like flew up the windshield, and then this really skinny, pale thing ran across the road and then into the field on the other side." And so, I pulled up a picture of a trail cam image that I found shortly after I started researching and he was like, that's it. That's what I saw. So, so yeah. Um, other than that, I don't know of anything. Um, I live close. I, I live pretty close to Waverly mansion in West Point, Mississippi. And they say that's haunted. Um, I've never been, I don't know, but yeah, there was another person cause my yard guy saw it. And then I was with my mom one night this past spring and I was taking her home and I, I looked and there was like a group of deer and right beside them, like loping along was this crazy looking humanoid. Now it was bigger than the one I saw, but I got her attention and I was like, mom, look at that. And you know, her jaw dropped. She was like, at that point, like up until that point, I know they wanted to believe me, but I, they say they did, but I don't think so. Cause I mean, how, it, I mean, it's a really unbelievable story, but yeah, my mom saw it too. So Okay, so the fact that, you know, one of the people that you met in your town had seen this exact same creature, you know, what did, what did that do for you guys? I mean, tell us what that conversation was like, because that must have sent ice down your spine. I mean, at that, I, I mean, I really, I just kind of laughed about it, because at that point, it wasn't so, I wasn't so close to the experience. I wasn't quite as emotional, and I had talked to other people and read so many other stories where people were describing encounters that were very similar to mine. But, um, I mean, for him, it was like, you know, he's like, I thought I had done too many drugs. Um, and while that may still be true, um, he, I mean, I don't think he hallucinated. So, I mean, it just, when I hear something like that these days, it doesn't surprise me because I think I've spent a lot more time in the last couple of years and the weird stuff than I have. And I mean, I, it, the lines blur. I don't even know the difference anymore. We got five minutes to go before we got to go to break at the bottom of the hour. Author Missy Lee is our guest tonight on spaced out radio. Missy, f- the fact that you had this, was this your first cryptid type encounter? Yeah. So I didn't, I didn't even know about cryptozoology as a field 
Um, I'd had, when I was a kid, I saw, well, and an adult, I I had a lot of ghost experiences, like full bodied apparitions. And I knew what Bigfoot was, but I didn't know Bigfoot was a cryptid. Uh, That wasn't even really in my vernacular. So just some ghost experiences. And I'd had those so frequently and it, it, I had this like false sense of security because I thought I knew both worlds. Right. But it turned out that the one I'm a primary resident of is the one that I knew the least about. Going back to the creature that you saw, you mentioned at first that you thought, you know, as you were driving up to it, you thought there was a deer on the road. Did it have Mm -hmm. antlers? No, it didn't. It, it was like Gollum, you know, it was Gollum looking. It it's head it, it was hairless, um completely nude and and this really pasty white. I caught I called it the chalk white WTF. I don't want to say a bad word. But um no no antlers and I I don't I don't recall it having any genitalia. Oh, is that a bad word? No, Parts? you're fine. <laughs> okay. You're fine. Um, yeah, and I don't remember seeing its hands or feet. Um, somebody had asked me if it had claws and I said, well, I don't remember seeing that. And they were like, oh, well, because it happened so fast. And I said, yeah, but I think really it's because when you're in a moment like that and your, your brain's encoding the memory, you focus on like what's right in front of you. I, like I couldn't take my eyes off its face. So. You also mentioned that at first you, this this thing kind of looked like it was alien that that you wanted mm, yeah. that, that you wanted you know that that's kind of what you were thinking is that this had maybe something to do with extraterrestrials or something along those lines why did you feel that because of the the frailness of it and the- you don't have to live with chronic pain downtown's health can show you a better way joint pain back pain pain that sits and waits downtown's health offers an alternative with physical and regenerative therapy call downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992 now in lowry or downtown mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize playing chumba casino this year i was only playing for fun so winning this was a dream come true chumba casino is america's number one social casino experience it's serious fun with over 80 casino style games to choose from you too could win life-changing amounts of cash be like mary log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a world that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary void or prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details the voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner the eyes um but a part of me felt that it was animal and i don't know if that's intuition or um something about it was not alien i mean it was it was very alien but not like an extraterrestrial like what's depicted in the media um so i don't think i don't know why exactly i was I mean, I I said alien looking thing. I had no sort of contextual bias. I had nothing to compare that to. There was nothing in my database that would inform me as to what I was looking at. So, I mean, I guess the way we're programmed through media, that's what, so I had a concept of what a gray alien looks like. And that was the only thing I could think to compare it to. But some part of me knew that it was not that. And like I said, I don't know where that comes from. Man, I mean, the fact that you had this encounter alone 
makes it such an anecdotal story. But I mean, the emotion that you are showing in telling this, I mean, it's pretty easy to see that you've been pretty rocked the last five years over this. Yeah, look, I've told this story so many times, and this is the first time I've told it where I, I legit felt like I was about to cry. I don't know if that's maybe your effect on people, Dave Scott. <laughs> well, you know, we're all about the emotions of the woo here. You know, I mean, we take our woo very seriously around, around here. But we got one minute to go. For for you, How what's it like now driving to and from that area? Do you still drive along that street, that stretch of road? I do. Yeah. I mean, I'm just like, if I see one, I'm going to hit it. <laughs> like I think that in my head, I'm going down the road. Are you always looking for it? Always. Well, 30 seconds. How do you think you would react if you saw it again? I mean, I would try to hit it with my vehicle. <laughs> um, I mean, I say that, I don't know. You don't really ever know people. You know, we say, oh, if it were me, I would have done this or that. Or, But you don't know until you're in that situation. I mean, I never would have thought I'd have my, peed my pants as an adult, but I did. So, Well, you know what? I think there are many in that position who probably would have done more than just pee their pants after seeing a creature that's right out of nightmares. But that's okay. Right. That's okay. <laughs> you know, uh, there, apparently, according to Joe, I make people cry. Yeah, Joe, your hair, <laughs> you, Joe, your hair is beautiful, and I hope that brings a tear to your eye. Missy Lee is our guest tonight. She has a book out on Amazon, Rakes, Fakes, and Double Takes. You can check it on out. We're going to talk more about her research now into cryptids, monsters, and legends on Spaced Out Radio. Stay tuned. All right, we are clear. Our YouTube audience and our podcast audience can still hear us. Our radio side cannot. That's a good start. Thanks. I kept my foot asleep. <laughs> I'm always shifting. I don't know why I sat like that. I'm, I'm always shifting feet. Always shifting feet. So that's okay. <clears throat> yeah, I, I don't know if I would drive down that road anymore. It's kind of, I mean, it's like I can take that road or I can add an extra 15 minutes to my trip to go see my mom. So you would. Come on, Dave. You would do oh, it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I would. <laughs> Hi, Terrible Times. Stop. Hi, Pink Volo. How you doing? Siren Head. I'm going to ask you once, leave Pixie Lara alone. Otherwise, I'm going to start removing your, your comments. You're getting annoying. There, you heard it from me. Uh huh. Remember, my chat room is not a democracy. It is a Davocracy. I make the rules. Hi, Aiden. How you doing? Search and destroy. Good to see you. And uh, are you having fun? Me? Yeah. Hell yeah! Of course oh, yeah. I am. Rock on! Rock on! Hey, we have uh, 181 people watching right now. 76 of you giving a thumbs up or thumbs down. Hopefully more thumbs up than down. If you haven't already, it really helps with our algorithms, if you wouldn't mind. And after the show, leave a comment. Tell us what you think. 
And uh, if you haven't already, hit that subscribe button, ring that bell. We are here seven days a week for your listening entertainment. Entertainment, Yes, Grantavius, I do want to go for a drive where that monster is. Uh, hi, Corey Cole. How you doing? And, uh, yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. The snow is starting to fall. Yeah. Hey, Mikey, uh, I know you're listening. Boom, Bama, how are you? Uh, do me a favor, if you don't mind, uh, when you stop by, uh, my office tomorrow, I got to remind me, I got to show you a picture, Doug Ward. Yes. Doug Ward is here. The man, the myth, the cryptid legend, who's, I guarantee you at this moment, sipping some of his famous homemade moonshine while listening to this show. I love Doug Ward. This is one of the best dudes in the field. Yeah, thank you, Doug, for listening. Happy New Year to you. I hope you had a great Christmas as well. Kristoff, uh, how you doing? And, uh, yeah, we are caught up. Caught up. Yeah, I knew it. I knew Doug was drinking the moonshine. I knew it. Love it. Gosh darn it, that's awesome. Paula W., how are you? The people keep coming on in. I think we're going to crack 200 here in a moment. Isn't that awesome? It is. It 200 is. what? Uh, 200. People watching on YouTube. Oh, that's terrifying. <laughs> oh, then I won't tell you about the other thousands on radio. <laughs> Damien Hughes, how you doing, man? Good to have look at Damien. Huge fan as always. Dave still repping the Blue Crew. That's my man right there. Look at that Batman shirt. Look at good Damien. Styling and profiling just like Grantavius Maximus. Well, let's see. Who else we got? Um, mm -hmm. We got about one minute. One minute. Hey, everybody, if you haven't heard already, you know, May is just around the corner. May 19th through 21st, 2023 at the Golden Nugget in Las Vegas on the Old Strip. We're having our second annual fan party. If you're interested in going, let us know at info at spacedoutradio.com. Info at spacedoutradio.com. 60 bucks for the weekend, or if you want a VIP package, it's 100 Pretty cheap for a good weekend in Vegas. We're going to do live YouTube shows, sky watches, get-togethers, poker tournament. We're going to do it all and have some fun. We want all of you there. You're all invited. You're all invited. Hi, Simply Coco. Hope to see you in Vegas. Jamie Johnson, how you doing, man? And uh, thank you to the Super Chatters tonight so far. Susie Times 2, Forrest Louie, Ozzie Simon. And Pam, thank you so much for the love. It's a great way to support what we do on this show on a nightly basis. And in about five seconds, we're going to get going with the second half hour. So sit back, relax, and here we go.
second half hour of Spaced Out Radio is now underway. My name is Dave Scott. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us. We very much appreciate it. I want to remind you that if you miss portions of this show or others, check out our free archives at youtube.com forward slash Spaced Out Radio. Do old Davey the favor, hit that subscribe button. Our website is spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, read the newswire, check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio, Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show, and on TikTok at Spaced Out Radio. We continue on tonight with Missy Lee. We are talking Monsters Among Us as the tales that she has from an experience that would blow your mind. Driving down the road, playing a couple of country tunes. It's probably what brought the creature on because she was listening to some country music, and we're all rock and roll here. I think that's what did it. So this scary creature jumps out on the road says, Hey, what are you doing? And she freaks out. Yeah. Apparently this thing uh, would have scared the daylights out of all of us. That's why we do this woo show right here. Missy, welcome back. Hi. Hi. I was not listening to country music, Dave Scott. Sure you were. Sure you were. What? Absolutely not. (laughs) Uh, What were you listening to? I don't listen to the radio. Um, Not when I'm driving. So the wind. Okay. I'll give you that one. Probably country (laughs) music. But nonetheless, this has kind of piqued your interest in learning more about the cryptid world. As you started to investigate, trying to figure out what this creature was, what were you able to find on this creepy crawler? Okay, here we go. So after I found the uh, crawler encounter subreddit, another, I don't remember exactly where I saw the picture it's this picture of this um well it it looks exactly like what i saw it's a trail cam image and it was by the time i saw it it was a decade old it's it's really popular i think that this guy has been in more youtube thumbnails than any other creature in the cryptid world but um you do you know what i'm talking about do you know the the white uh, image the white thin one with the big eyes bald head yeah Yes. And the mouth gaping open. Yes, yeah. I'll try um, and find that. Yeah, so I saw that picture and and then, like, you know, I freaked out all over again because that looked just like what I saw. And a lot of the comments around it were like, the, you know, this has been debunked. It's a fake. Um, it's a known fake. A, a video game put this out. But one of the things... Um, when I was reading these encounters that other people had written about, one of the things I saw over and over again, people would say the creature I saw looked just like the creature in that trail cam image, even though that's been debunked. And I thought, well, how do we know it's been debunked? And if all these people are saying what I saw looked just like that, how is that even possible? So that's when I decided, well, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to see what that's kind of it. I'm going to look into it and see like who debunked it and how they did that. And so then um, that was, you know, (laughs) the beginning of my descent into like a massive rabbit hole. So through this process of kind of like clicking on comments and links, I was able to come to, or I ended up on a blogger site and he, 
all of these news articles that write about this creature, they were referencing this blogger and saying, like, you know, he he settled the matter once and for all. Um, it was even on a like NBC or NBC thirty three out of Baton Rouge. It might not be NBC. It was Channel thirty three Baton Rouge. They covered the creature. Someone had sent the picture into them and said. Um, my friend caught this on his trail cam. Look, this is crazy. Um, and the woman who reported the anchor woman, she said the person who sent it in wanted to stay anonymous. So it, the, the photo made the rounds. And when I got to the blogger site, he had this list of reasons that he thought the image was fake. And so I just kind of, you know, I, I like to think that I stayed pretty neutral. I wasn't necessarily trying to prove him wrong, but I just thought, well, you know, if there is another explanation, then I, I would like to know that. And so I just kind of went down the list of things that he expressed, made it a fake image. And I think that I successfully countered all of his points. The one thing that I have noticed, and I, and I, I will tell you, whether or not this creature was deemed fake or whatever it was, is irrelevant. And let me explain why I believe that, okay? I know from personal experience with things that I have gone through that people who have been so-called debunked with their experiences, I have personally experienced, okay? I remember on April 20th, 2015, 17 minutes into this show, I had an alien show up at my window. And when I turned and looked out my window, I'm staring into the eyes of a giant headed gray. And I did what any man would do. I fell back in my chair and screamed like a banshee. And I jumped back up. I was only three feet, four feet from the window, if that. And I jumped back up and this thing was gone. It was gone. You know, I ended up nicknaming him Carl. Okay. But the point that I'm getting at is this. Whether or not that particular image is fake doesn't shy away from the fact that you experienced what you experienced. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because it's happened to me as well a couple of times. Okay. Right. I mean, the guy who took the famous photo of of the alien at the window, a guy named Stan Romanik. He ended up in jail for some very, very heinous crimes. Okay, he was the darling of the UFO world for a while. It went to his head, and then uh, he ended up going to to uh, to jail for for crimes. But that doesn't mean that his ex- just because he got busted that his experience was wrong. I know that I had an alien at my window. So the fact that you saw this as well, I I just want to point out to the public that people who may not believe this, it doesn't mean that just because the photo is deemed fake, that the experience of someone else seeing a creature that is very similar is fake as well, right? Because remember, for every fake picture like that, there is some truth to how it got drawn. Somebody told the story. Yeah, the photo is not fake, though. Dave Scott, it's it's not fake. I mean, there of course there's a chance it could be, but I never, 
when people say, and I've gotten this a lot, especially recently, like she's delusional. I don't believe you. Like, I don't care if people believe me, like, that's not why I'm doing this. Like I started talking about it because I had to know I was trying to make sense of something crazy that happened to me. And there's not really, you know, you can't really call up your local therapist and be like, I saw a monster. So I guess my way of dealing was just, you know, research and asking questions. Well, I think, so, yeah, I, don't- I think that's a smart thing to do. I really do yeah. think that's a smart thing to do. I mean, you've experienced something that not everybody has. Like when I saw a black triangle with my friends over top of my house, I know that I have never seen a photo or an experience or read an experience or a video on YouTube or whatever of a black triangle that was the same as mine and what me and my I've friends seen, saw. I've seen a black, like a craft. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen I've seen one of the black triangles. It had these like uh, green lights around it. It's kind of cool, isn't it? Um, <laughs> yeah. When it's over, I know the feeling. I know the <laughs> feeling. You know, but but the idea behind it is is this. I, I love critics. I I do. I I love critics. I love people who come up and say, well, your stories are BS. Show me proof. I love those people. And and the reason why I love those people is this, because they are acting on their own belief. They're not acting Mm -hmm. on the fact that it can happen. Right? Right. They're acting on their own you know, well, show me proof. Like I, I'm famous for saying, "What's proof? What's proof?" I show you a photo, you're gonna say it's it's been photoshopped. I show you a video, you're gonna say it's CGI or it's been edited. I tell you an anecdotal story, that's not good enough. What is proof? Well, we need empirical evidence. Well, what is it? Tell me what it is. Right? Yeah. Someone, yeah. Someone told me they were like, Missy Lee. Science starts with a body, and I was like, that's crap. Science starts with a question. (laughs) That's exactly it. So as you started researching this creature, were there more sightings out there about this same creature that you had seen? Uh, Yeah, so I read a lot of encounters where people would even bring up that same trail cam image and say what they saw looked just like that. Um, And there were... You know, you read so many stories, there there are similarities that start to emerge. There are these, I guess you would call them profile points. They're across different, I mean, and it it could be that there were, you know, other other factors that played into it that I'm not aware of. But cemeteries were mentioned quite a bit. Um, The gaping mouth is mentioned quite a bit. Uh, Tapping on windows, if you're, if if someone is in a vehicle or a house and they're unaware of that thing's presence, they tap. I've seen tapping on windows happens a lot. Um, the scream, the way the scream is described, that's another point that you see brought up consistently. And then this one creeps me out. Um, so someone will become aware of this creature and they're like, you know, freaked out staring at it. And all of a sudden, and the creature's mind and its own business, but then all of a sudden it like turns, it, it suddenly becomes aware that it's being watched and it turns and looks like straight at them. And this thing, it'll stare straight into your soul. 
Like, I think one of the things I said, I left my friend a voicemail because, of course, they didn't answer when I was in need. But I kept saying it was looking at me. It saw me. Something about that bothered me deeply. So, yeah, that part creeps me out that it'll just, like, turn around and look at people. Um, One guy. Oh, go ahead. No, please. Go ahead. Good. Um, one guy even talked about how he was watching one like kind of climb up a tree and it was the same thing. Like he was, he was trying to figure out what he was looking at and all of a sudden the thing turns around and it like, it shushed him. So that would indicate that they understand like human gestures. Like he, he said it put his finger in front of its mouth and shushed him. Do you suffer from chronic hip, knee, or shoulder pain? Avoid drug dependency and surgery with Downtown's Healthcare in Denver. Downtown's Healthcare offers regenerative therapies that stimulate the body's self-healing process. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. There's nothing creepy about that. Nothing Not creepy about that. My gosh. I don't know how I would react to a monster telling me to shut the hell up. I don't know how I would <laughs> react to that. You know, but but that that's the thing. Like, we don't know where these creatures are coming from. We don't even know if they exist, whether they are our imagination or not. Otherwise, some of us have some pretty vivid imaginations where we can project a creature onto you know, right in front of us, you know, but I think, I think the the big thing is, you know, with a lot of the critics out there, they've never stood in your shoes. They've never had that experience. They don't know what it's like. And, you know, these are the people who like to act tough. Well, why didn't you get a picture with your phone? Why, why, why didn't you, uh, why didn't you, uh, you know, grab a video? Why didn't you grab this? I mean, this is, you know, if you're making up something, you're not making up something where its jaw is literally dislocating from its head. You're not doing that. You're going to be, pick out a ghost. You're going to pick out something humanoid, maybe a UFO, something easy to grab at. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think, you know, if it was just about attention, I could think of so many other ways to get attention that would be, you know, less fueled with ridicule and being, being called all kinds of names. Um, yeah, I see what you're saying. The idea that you have had this experience and now you've kind of enveloped yourself in this cryptid genre. What is What have you learned about yourself regarding monsters now? I think really more about the monsters we have and I mean, all of us have a dark side, right? Humans have a dual nature. So more than learning about monsters, because this thing is elusive. We can, you know, we can make guesses. We can compile data from sightings and try to determine this or that from all of those um, sightings and data we've compiled, but we don't really know. And so the, the biggest thing has just been like, I mean, people will get so nasty and 
I mean, sometimes like I'll read comments. I read a horrible comment about me yesterday and like I, it doesn't bother me though, because I'm just like, <laughs> we're all kind of just projecting our trauma onto one another. And I think if anything to do with monsters I've taken away from this, it would probably be like that, just the evil that's in man. So do you think yeah. you maybe created a tulpa in front of you? See, it's, I mean, it's possible. Um, but to have no sort of like contextual bias or any kind of image in my mind of like what this creature looks like and then to have people other people seeing it and the descriptions are so consistent i don't i mean don't we all like kind of hallucinate reality anyway it's just like the more persistent version is just agreed upon so it, i mean i don't rule anything out anything's possible but i, I it seemed i don't know like maybe Yeah, um, that's a tough one. It is a tough one. It is a tough one. I mean, the fact that you have ingrained yourself now in this culture, you know, <laughs> I, I mean, we all do it. Once you've had that, that experience with Bigfoot or you've had that experience with Dogman or aliens, you ingrain yourself because it really puts the majority of us on a path on trying to figure out what the hell is truly going on. You know, do you how do you separate your real life where you have a family, you have a, a home to take care of, you you know, you got a career to take care of from what you are doing now in your research? How do you separate it? I mean, you don't you don't um <laughs> I I mean, I I don't talk about it quite as much as I did initially, but I mean, maybe someone really good at compartmentalizing, but I, I don't really separate it. My Like my family, I openly discuss ideas with them. And like, if I find information, like I'm, you know, I'm telling them all about it and their eyes are glazing over. I don't care. They're going to listen to me. So I don't, I don't think you can really separate yourself from something like that. I mean, it forever changes you, right? Like I was working a nice marketing job, making really good money when this happened. Like, and, and life was simple, you know, and I didn't get sideways glances at the grocery store. And But I don't think, I don't, I, for me personally, I can't, I don't really separate it. I mean, not like I'm so obsessive that it's unhealthy and I can't take care of business at home. It's not like that, but it's just like, it just becomes part of you. It does become part of you and who you are and that new image. I mean, you, you mentioned something very, very uh, hitting home to me. Because you said, you know, my life was simple before this. I used to say that I have a, I had a very happily boring life before my experiences started. And the fact that I am now ingrained in what we're doing here, uh, it's just very much, you know, become who you are. Did you lose a lot of friends over this? Did you lose a lot of people? Like you mentioned, you know, you go to the supermarket, people looking at you sideways. Um. Yeah, like every every single one of my friends locally I don't talk to anymore. Yeah. Look how much I care. <laughs> I'm not. I mean, I 
I tried to push it down for a while and, you know, just try to let it go, but I, I couldn't. And so I was just like, I, for a long time, I haven't really cared what people thought of me. I mean, it's not nice to hear negative things about yourself, but I know that's not true. Like, I know I'm a decent person and I tell the truth to the best of my ability. Um, and I, you know, all my friends were kind of superficial. So I didn't, I mean, I don't feel like I lost much or if, if I did, it was time to, you know, people move on. We're not friends with the people we were friends with in junior high. So true. I I'm lo- fine with that. I lost my best friend of 28 years over this. Just thought I went off the deep end, you know, yeah. and, and that, and that sucks. That sucks because, you know, our best friends, our family, we're we're supposed to be able to trust them with our most intimate, dark secrets. And when we need help with something, they're supposed to be there. And yet when something is a little bit off, they decide to hit the road. I mean, people that you would never think have done that, you know, and literally you have to say to hell with them. If they're not part of this journey, you got to let it go. I mean, you could sit there and whine and complain. I mean, I still think about my best friends that I lost over this and my experiences, and they're not a part of this journey. It's not for them. Yeah, I think, too, though, like respecting their right to make that choice. You know, um, it's not for everyone. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, that I mean, I, I mean, thinking back at the time, it was hard. You know, when people just kind of like dropped off or I'd get texts that were there weren't returned or I'd see friends out and they, you know, they're walk past me like they didn't even know me game was strong. <laughs> so, Ouch. yeah, but I'd like, well, you know, but eventually it's just like, I mean, I'm at a place now where I'm just I totally respect their decision to move away from it, you know, but I don't really have space for things like that anymore. I don't like the same things that I used to like. I'm not the same person at all so for you how have you grown in yourself like when you go out in the forest and you're looking for something or someone like that or one of these creatures do you go out alone looking for it do you have people that will go with you do you even go looking for it um so no not by myself but i'm i think this summer um a couple of friends from YouTube, we're going to go to uh, Washington and we're going to, we reckon we're going <laughs> to, we're going to sack a Bigfoot. So um, I, I'll, I'll let you know when, when that happens, but I haven't gone looking for anything yet. So what do you mean by going to sack a Bigfoot? You think you're going to actually, <laughs> you know, pull out a, a large <laughs> rifle and get one? Well, no, we wouldn't. I don't know. See, that's the thing. We don't really know how to trap a Bigfoot. It's like it's so it's me and Bob Gimlin and my friend Ethan. And we're like and not Patterson Gimlin. It's the other one. And we're like, we've got this group text. And I'm like, should we hire a trapper? Like, should we do that? (laughs) Because I don't know how to trap a Bigfoot. And we don't want to kill a Bigfoot. I don't really want to trap one. But Ethan is younger, a little bit younger. And he's very ambitious. And it's infectious. So We've kind of gotten raped into this. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Well, you know what? I'm a firm believer that Sasquatch uh, is really, really not from here. And, you know, it, it's way too supernatural to even explain. At least that's my thinking of it. And, you know, so good luck. 
Good luck. <laughs> Thanks. But I think Sasquatch could take a bullet and still, uh, <laughs> right. you know, still look at you and say, really, really, you know, I'm the world's hide and seek champion for a reason, you know? <laughs> yeah. How is the Yeah, re- I tend to agree. Um, I think they, if they're, I mean, I totally agree in parallel worlds, but I think they're probably in one that's, that's really close to ours, bumps up against it every once in a while. But yeah, I don't know that they're, it's a tough, to, it's hard to say, but I'm not sure that they're um, primates. Very true. Missy Lee is our guest. We're one hour through, one hour to go with the author of Rakes, Fakes, and Double Takes. She is a cryptid huntress, just like Jessica Jones, looking for answers into all the monsters that walk among us. Stay tuned. Hour two is next. Flying on by. Flying (laughs) on by. Oh, my head is like a thousand degrees. (laughs) Cat Chaser wants to know if you're going to join us all in Vegas in May. What's in what's in May? Our spaced out radio fan party. Oh, um, I'm like, let me check my calendar. Like, I even have plans next week. I don't. So maybe. Well, write down May 19th through 21st. Okay. Write it on down. I will. And you can join us if you want. (laughs) All right. All right. Hi, P Meows. Welcome to SOR Chat. All right, we got about five minutes here. I'm going to put you in the green room for a minute. I'm going to just uh, run away, do my thing, and I'll be right back. All of you out there, you just uh, sit tight. It's 233 of you, 233, and uh, don't move. I'll be right back.
Sorry about that. I am Pam, by the way. Hi, Aunt Edna. How are you? Nick Yak, how you doing? Good to see you. Who else has joined us late here in the chat room? I think that's it. We've said hello to everyone else. Let's bring Missy back in. Careful, guys. She's put her glasses back on. She's getting serious. <laughs> Ghost Magnet and Mag, Mag Geek, how you doing? <coughs> Excuse me. If you haven't already, give us a thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs sideways. Hit subscribe, ring the bell if you're new, because we are here seven days a week for you. Hi, Dirt Road. How are you? Yes, Pam. I am Pam. I am Pam. I am Pam. Damn it, I am Pam. Thank you to our super chatters tonight. Pam, too many zoos. Susie, Louie, Susie again, and Simon from Australia. I am Pam. And we appreciate the love. We really do. Las Vegas Golden Nugget, May 19th through 21st. All our fans are invited to our second annual fan party. If you're interested in going, hit us up at info at spacedoutradio.com. Info at spacedoutradio.com. W. David Page is Pam as well. And, uh, yeah, we would love to see all of you there. we got some great stars coming. I'm going to release some names next week. Next week, I'm releasing a bunch of the names of the stars and guests that we'll have. Here comes hour number two, everyone. You're listening to Spaced Out Radio with Dave Scott. Follow Dave on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio and on Facebook, Spaced Out Radio Show. Hour number two of Spaced Out Radio is now underway. Thank you so much for joining us. My name is Dave Scott. Very much appreciate earning your listening ears. Wherever you are on this beautiful planet we call Earth. Hello to everyone listening in on our terrestrial affiliates around North America, digitally on Odyssey Radio, TalkStream Live, and KPNL. All of our archives are free. Join us at youtube.com forward slash spaced out radio. Do old Davy the favor. Hit that subscribe button. The Desert Clam has set the password for tonight in the SOR Space Travelers Club. Cigar. Sagar is your password. Use it wisely, Space Travelers, as a clam sets a password each and every night right here on Spaced Out Radio. Our website is spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, read the newswire, check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio, Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show, and on TikTok at Spaced Out Radio. Missy Lee is with us tonight. She's an experiencer and an author. Her book, which can be found on Amazon, is Rakes, Fakes, and Double Takes. You can check it on out right there and get it for your library. Missy, thank you so much for joining us. How are we all doing? Good. How are you? I am fantastic. Fantastic. Anytime I get a chance to talk about monsters, I love to get into the monster talk. Makes me feel good. It's squishy. It makes me wish for the snow to melt around here so I could get back out in the forest and get looking once again. You're a little bit crazy, Dave, Scott. Yeah. Yeah, true. 
True, but you know what? We've got a couple of areas around here. Actually, it's really cool. One of our listeners uh, who lives by me, Cable Guy Matt, he's my cable guy. And if you ever see Matt, uh, hit him up for your free piece of coaxial cable, courtesy of Cable Guy <laughs> Matt. He'll autograph it, too, if you want. Anyways. I would love that. Anyways, well, you come to our Vegas party. We'll get you a free piece of coaxial cable. How about that? You can't buy these in stores, Missy. You know that. It's it's what I've always wanted. I, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. But Cable Guy Matt, was uh, he, he texted me uh, the day after Christmas, and he was chatting with his brother-in-law, who was hunting literally about 15, 20 minutes from my house, and came across a teepee wood structure right in the middle of the forest. Said it freaked him right out. Freaked him right out. And so he is, uh, we're going to try and find that area. I've never seen anything like that. I want to be able to see it, but it's one of those things. I'm just trying to find the picture for our YouTube audience uh, right now. But the idea behind it is just, it's freaky. Like what would build something, something like this in the middle of the forest? I mean, sure. I mean, you can look at it and think, okay, maybe it was a deer hunter who was building a uh, some sort of uh, of um, camouflage for deer hunting. I don't really know. I don't really know. Are you suffering from chronic joint or back pain? Downtown's Healthcare in Denver offers effective alternative therapies that are non-invasive, non-surgical, and drug-free. Start your journey to a pain-free life. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. But that that's creepy. That's creepy. Oh goodness. Right? I mean it literally yeah, lo- it, it literally looks like a, a teepee. Yeah, I've heard this before. Um okay, yeah. Okay, so there's a video on YouTube. I don't know if it's genuine or a hoax, but these people are camping and this girl goes off to use the bathroom and then she's been gone for longer than they think she should be and they get ready to go look for her and they they hear a scream. And so they're walking to this area and this like humanoid creature with four arms comes running out of a teepee. Oh my goodness. I don't know if it's real, but it makes me have to wiggle some. Do you know what I mean? Like when you just, <laughs> oh. Well, I mean, that brings up a good topic of conversation because, you know, there are so many different creatures and monsters out there, Missy, that we don't know anything about. We don't know where they're coming from. We don't know if we're, if it's our, our imagination, if they're tulpas, if if they're actually some sort of inner earth type creature. We don't really know what's out there. I mean, does anything really surprise you anymore with the amount of monsters that are being seen out there and the differences in them? I mean, I, I get excited, but no, nothing really surprises. Well, wait a minute. I take that back. Um, recently, I've, well, I guess it's been a few months now, 
I got to talking to this guy. He was, uh, he's an ex-private contractor and he was tasked with going out and retrieving rare earth elements. So rare earth is like, we need it for our cell phones, for MRI machines, pretty much all our technology. He said, we're more dependent on rare earth than we are oil. But he says where you have these rare earth elements, you get a higher instance of these crypto creatures. And you also have like a higher instance of portals. He he named two different kinds. But he like I, I think I have logged over 24 hours on the phone with him and he has yet to he like he's so consistent and he gives so many details. And so I'm going to eventually I'll either put it out in YouTube videos or, or books, write a book with him. But it's oh I can see the chat now. I don't know why. But um yeah, he, he he's got a lot of information. He even sent me this list. They call these cryptids OTNs. It's short for other than normals. And it's like this Greek alphabet classification of all different kinds of other than normals or crypt we call them cryptids. They call them other than normals. So that's the that's the first really solid theory I've ever heard. And it it pulls together a lot of different information. I look forward to it. I mean OTRs or whatever they they're calling them, other than normals, OTNs. I, see that that bugs me. I got to tell you, that, that? that bugs me because I don't think we need all of these different acronyms that are out there. It's like UAP for UFOs. You know, the government oh. came out with UAP. UFOs works. Right. UFO works perfectly. Yeah. Right. Well, for for us, cryptids works perfectly, but I think they were in a bit of a different situation, you know? So, yeah. But I understand what you mean. I have some questions from our audience for you, if you don't mind. We're going to start start off with Mike here. Did the creature you saw pay any attention to you, Missy, or did it ignore you? It, it paid attention. It was looking... <laughs> It, we we locked eyes, so yeah, it was paying attention. Oh man, man. Okay, let's get to another question. Uh, this one from Damien: Were you always into cryptids, or were you a total skeptic before this happened? I don't, I don't know that I was a skeptic because I, I'd seen a lot of apparitions when I was a kid, shadow people. Um, like silver people, all kinds of stuff like that. But it just wasn't, it wasn't on my radar. I just didn't have any knowledge of it before this. So. So what did you know about cryptids before this happened? So, so nothing like I wasn't even aware of cryptozoology as a field. I knew what Bigfoot was, but I didn't even know Bigfoot was a cryptid. And I, I didn't necessarily believe in Bigfoot. (laughs) Um, I thought it. <laughs> one of my friends said when I was looking into all this trail cam stuff, he's like, oh, God, you're not going to become one of those Bigfoot is real people, are you? And this was early on. So I was like, no, no way. And so now I totally am one of those people. But, <laughs> yeah, I didn't I didn't know anything about cryptozoology or any of that. Welcome to our side. Welcome to that's our what, side. That's what Steve Stockton said. He sent me this thing. Um, oh, I can't remember. It was a bunch of, it was like a circus and all these people are sitting around a table and they're chanting. Um, we accept her. We accept her. Uh, he would, he would know. 
I, I can't remember exactly what it was. We, we just had was Steve Stockton on the show last night. You did? Yes. Oh, I love Steve Stockton. Steve's He's great. my buddy. He's great. He Fantastic facial hair. Fantastic facial right? hair. Right? Yes. Very impressive. Very impressive. <laughs> the The idea behind, uh, uh, you you know, people not saying, oh, are you, you going to become one of them now? How have you ch- how have you changed as a person now looking at monsters and aliens and paranormal? So I'm a lot more tolerant, a lot more open minded. Um, I like I ha- I didn't I have like this knack for investigating, and I didn't even know that prior to this happening. So yeah, I think I'm just a nicer person. How has it changed your belief system, though? Um, I mean, everything kind of imploded. I don't, I don't, I can't even remember what I believed before this. It's like, I don't know if I really believed in much of anything. And I, I think certainty is dangerous. I try to stay away from that, but it's kind of, when you get into it and you start listening to people and like really listening to them and take them seriously and not just, you know, writing them off as crazy. Like there's something to this. So you, it's kind of hard. And especially when you've had an experience, it's hard to just dismiss it. It is very hard, very hard. Probably one of the hardest things you'll ever do. Yeah. Let's go to Corey. Corey is asking, where did you have your encounter? Okay. So um, West Alabama to central Mississippi. So it was somewhere between Rowan Cemetery and Cedar Hill Animal Sanctuary. The name of the town would have been Caledonia, I think. So right there on the state line. My goodness. And once again, in that area, there aren't a lot of monsters being seen, are there? Uh, I mean... Like I said earlier, I I saw the pale humanoid creature one more time with my mom, but it was a very different experience because it was kind of running off up a hill with some deer. Uh, and then the guy who cuts my grass, like he said, he had seen one of them. Um, and I don't know if it's the same one or if there's a group of them. I, it terrifies me to think that there could be more than one. But, I mean, logically, why would there only be one single creature? I don't know. I don't know which one's scarier. There being a group of them or there just being this one that shows up all over the place. Yep. Um, I haven't heard of any other encounters like that. Um, other than just what my mom and I saw again. And then the guy who cuts my yard, but it's not really like a resume builder, right? To, to like go to people and say, Oh, look, I'm researching. Cause I saw this monster in the middle of the road and no, I'm dead serious. So have you seen it? I did go and ask a couple of people, like there's this little neighborhood down, like, I guess it would have been maybe a quarter of a mile from where I saw the creature. And I was like, I'm going to make a t-shirt that says I'm not selling vacuums <laughs> and I'm going to knock on their doors. And I had to get really brave to do that. Cause I'm kind of, introverted I kind of stay to myself especially now but um they I mean most people were just rude to me and they were like I don't I don't know what you're talking about this one woman was like bless your heart you really believe you've seen something and I was just like wow 
yeah, so that's not, you know, I guess, I, well, I put an ad in the paper, too, <laughs> um, when I was writing the book to see if anybody in the area had seen it. And I got a good many stories, like encounter stories, but not from this specific area. They were kind of spread out. So, yeah. Well, I mean, the fact that he went door to door looking for people who have had experiences, I mean, that says all the, that you need to say right now. I mean, you were passionate about finding out what is going on. I was stupid. <laughs> that was right in the beginning. I was naive. Like, I, okay, I say door to door. It was like four or five houses. But, I, like, I was just tortured, right? Because I, I knew I had seen it. And I, I think I eventually ended up messaging it's a guy on YouTube. His name is Hammerson Peters. He's a, he's a great friend to me now, but I, like, I was just at my wits end. And so I'm like, has anyone ever messaged you and said they saw some crazy looking humanoid in the middle of the road? And, and they had. Um, so after, after I found out, I would probably be better off just staying online and looking. Um, People don't people don't threaten to call the cops on you when you're when you're online asking. You don't have to live with chronic pain. Downtown's Health can show you a better way. Joint pain, back pain, pain that sits and waits. Downtown's Health offers an alternative with physical and regenerative therapy. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner question so yeah very true very true it is a little bit of a safer environment that's for sure let's get to another question here this one from terry is it just this monster you've experienced or what other stories of the phenomenon have you had i mean you mentioned earlier you've seen a black triangle you grew up with a bunch of paranormal stuff that you didn't want to believe what have you seen so um full-bodied apparitions um I when my very first memory is paranormal, I was potty training and I know that's really young. I was about four and my parents were both in the bathroom with me and we walk out and I'm like, who is that man? And they're like, what man, you know? And it was this, well, since I, since then I, it was in the shape of the thinker statue. And I don't know if it was a shadow figure. I, I mean, I, I can't think of anything else that I could liken that too, but it, it came with the rock and everything. And it wasn't until years later when I was on the floor watching TV at my grandma's house and this Dobie Gillis episode came on that I realized like that's a statue and that's exactly what I saw. Um, that one has kind of <laughs> possessed me. I can't, that one drives me insane. Um, but just, I had an orb that would come around a lot when I was a kid and it would like, I mean, it would come in my window at night. It was just this white orb. And after some time, like it would, it went into my stomach. I know this sounds crazy, but I would like, I would ask it questions. And if the answer was yes, I would get this like buzz in my stomach. And I still to this day can feel that. And I don't know if it's still in there. I don't know if it's like angelic, demonic. I mean, I imagine I'm kind of of the, of the belief that all things are a little bit of both. 
in ways, but um, some some crazy sleep paralysis experiences. But other than that, nothing really. I mean, I've had some like these spontaneous information downloads where I all of a sudden know something and it turns out to be accurate. But it's not I wouldn't say I'm a psychic because it's not like I can control it. It just happens when it wants to. Right. Right. Have you learned to control that energy? Um, I, more recently, yeah, I've gotten I've gotten better at it. Um, I'm still I'm still kind of it's weird. Like I'll talk about cryptids all day long. But when it comes to like my own personal stuff, like I get really I kind of start to shut down a little bit. I don't know. I have issues, Dave. I don't know. <laughs> hey, we all do. It, once once it comes <laughs> to that experience. We all do have issues in what we're seeing. You know, tell me about that black triangle that you saw. What happened there? Okay, so I was at my mom's house, and I was with um, a guy, and, and we were in the yard. Uh, oh, this gets awkward. Um, we were holding hands. Yep, that's it. And all Romantic. of a sudden, this... Um, <laughs> All of a sudden this, um, I, like I, I feel this, like the atmosphere changed a bit and, um, I looked up and there was just this craft hovering there and I, like, it wasn't really making any sound and it, it made no sense that it was just stationary. And then all of a sudden it just like zips off and that, I mean, that was pretty much it. Um, I went to sleep that night and I ha I started having this thing where, when I close my eye, and I've had this my whole life, but it was like this incident kind of like sparked it again. I'll, like I'll close my eyes to go to sleep and I see faces. It's like a slideshow of faces, one after another, after another. And if I focus in on one too hard, it kind of fades into the next. But that's been happening ever, ever since that triangular craft. Yeah. So how long, what did, was your, what was, how long did you oh, see the craft in the sky for? a good minute or two which i mean doesn't seem like long when i say it now but when you're in that moment it's like you know that's a long time did it just disappear or did it fly away it it doesn't make any sense it jetted all it was like it was it was like it was going in all directions at once in a way i don't know how else to explain that but then it just kind of like jets off like faster than anything that I know of should have been able to. And it was just gone. There was no sound. There was no, I mean, I don't remember feeling any wind, but I guess it wouldn't have been close enough to. Yeah. I, I mean, it didn't make any sense. Like it was just, it was there and then woof, it was gone. Christine wants to know if it had any red lights on it. Red and green. Yeah. See the three that I've seen, I saw two, well, uh, back in 2014, and then I saw one morph itself in the sky with my buddies just this past October, and none of them had sound, and all three looked different. All three, one was had a full lit up undercarriage. Uh, the second one had the typical points on the lights, but this thing was so massive that if you would have laid it on the ground, it would have probably covered up a whole city. 
and the one that we saw in the forest this year, I mean, the, it knew that I was bringing out my camera on my phone. It knew because the minute I started bringing my phone out of my jeans pocket, the two bottom lights vanished and the top one faded away. It knew. I, I don't know how, I mean, what, but it did. Where are they coming from? I mean, is it outer space or? I think so. I think so. Yeah. But that's me. I'm just, I'm, I'm Mr. Wu, man. I wear the crown of the Wu. You know, I have to. I have to. But let, let's uh, continue on with uh, another question here. Uh, let's go to Troll. No trails, no sign of propulsion. We're picking up speed, just zoom. Just out of there. Yep. You ever seen any more since? No. Mm-mm. Let's go to Vaughn. How long was the time frame in your missing memory in your strange encounter with that creature? Okay, so based on an approximate location of where I saw it, and then how long it took me to get home from where I was stopped. I would say like 10 miles. It's a two-lane road. The speed limit is 55. I don't know if I was going the speed limit, though. But, I mean, if I had to guess, I would say 10 to 20 minutes. And how long were you just... After you sped off from seeing this creature, how long were you just sitting on the side of the road? Uh, how far did you drive before you stopped your vehicle and was like, what the hell just happened? So probably like eight to 10 miles. And then I, I was on the side of the road for maybe like another 10 minutes. So, okay. It takes 20 minutes. It takes 25 minutes to get from my mom's house to my house. And I was about 30 minutes late getting home. Like from the time I texted and said, I'm on my way home to the time I actually made it home. I was about 30. 30 minutes late. So I don't, I mean, I don't know how that time was spread out, like how long I was sitting there in front of the creature or wow. what. But, wow. Yeah. I'm going to get you to hold on right there. We have Missy Lee for another 30 minutes here on Space Out Radio. We're going to check it on out. The monsters, cryptids, other experiences, and your questions next on Space Out Radio. Good times, good times, good times. It's fun. Lots of fun. You muted your mic. There you go. There you be. <clears throat> Still having fun? Your mic is muted again. There you go. Can you hear me? Yep. Okay, can you still hear me? Can still hear you. Can you hear me? I can, yeah. Alright. I was saying, like, are we friends now? Are we going to be friends, Dave Scott? I, I think we're going to be friends now. Oh, we can be friends. We can be friends. Awesome. You know, uh, if you like Woo, I like Woo. That means we'll get along and my audience will love you. And, <laughs> you know, we can be friends. 
Awesome. You just got to come to Vegas and join us to party now. I've never been to Vegas. Well, then it's time. My 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 idea of partying is like staying home and Googling things I wonder about. <laughs> yes, but you're going to be surrounded by people of woo. Yeah, I've never. That sounds intense. It's going to be good. <laughs> I, I believe you. It's going to be good. Yeah, Bigfoot Michigan Rob's going to be there. And a bunch of UFO people are going to be there. A bunch of cryptid people are going to be there. And um, some paranormal people are going to be there. Is is Steve Stockton coming? Yes, yeah, Steve's going to come. Really? Yeah, he, he's he, he'll he'll let me know here soon. But the best part about it, I'm going to show you something here. The best part about the entire weekend will be this right here. This. Do you suffer from chronic hip, knee, or shoulder pain? Avoid drug dependency and surgery with Downtown's Healthcare in Denver. Downtown's Healthcare offers regenerative therapies that stimulate the body's self-healing process. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner moment right here when our weekend host Grantavius Maximus flashes us his latest incarnation of his lip blade look at that mustache isn't that gorgeous that is a beautifully coiffed mustache right there hi gorgeous Kira how are you yep that's what makes it all worth it right now is this little hell with this Okay, yeah, this means nothing. And the fact that, you know, the guy only has like four chest hairs. Okay, but that <laughs> lip blade, look at that. He looks like a super trooper. <laughs> yes, he is. Yes, he is. <laughs> yep, that mustache is impeccable. Impeccable. It really is. Mm-hmm. Th <laughs> Thank you, Grant, for that lip blade. Appreciate it. And... <laughs> Uh, let's see. Who else do we have here? Uh, who came in? Vash the Impaler. How you doing, buddy? Troy Dudley, good to see you. Part of the Dudley uh, boys. That's right. Uh, Huckleberry Charles, you better be in Vegas, my man. Bring that cowboy hat, too. Info at spacedoutradio.com. Let us know. If uh, if you're coming, number one, and which package you want, number two. Info at spacedoutradio.com. Kira is going to be kicking my butt next week to uh, start releasing the names of our, our famous people who are going to join us. And we got quite a list so far. Quite a list. Yeah, it's going to be great. Absolutely great. Steve, uh, you should just come to Vegas. Come join us, Steve Wolf. I will put the three on black for you, but you, you, you still got to come, my man. want to see Vash the Impaler there, too. 
See how much fun you could have with us? I do. Yeah. Uh, Kira, if you send it to info, I have not. Gabriel Croft, how you doing, man? Welcome. The emails go over to Kat. So Kat keeps me in touch on the Vegas front. I know we've got a few so far. So, yeah. All right. We've got just under a minute. Thank you tonight to Steve. Uh, too many zoos times two. Bigfoot Rob, Pam, Simon, Susie times two, and Forrest Louie for the great Super Chats. Very much appreciate the love. If you haven't already, it really helps our archives. If you give us a thumbs up, thumbs down, and hit subscribe and ring the bell, we'd really appreciate it. And we're like 10 seconds away from playing the next half hour here. So sit back, relax, put your woo cap on, because here we go. We pass a halfway point of Spaced Out Radio tonight. Good to have you with us. My name is Dave Scott. Very much appreciate chatting with you all about monsters tonight. want to remind you that if you miss portions of this show or others, check out our free archives at youtube.com forward slash Spaced Out Radio. Do old Davey the favor, hit that subscribe button. Our website is spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you including rocking out to Bumblefoot, reading the Newswire, check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio, Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show, and on TikTok at Spaced Out Radio. We continue on tonight with Missy Lee. She has a great book that can be found on Amazon, Rakes, Fakes, and Double Takes. Go check it on out. I highly suggest you do. And we're talking monsters with this young lady. All night long. It's been a lot of fun. A lot of fun. All right. Let's go here. Let's get to more audience questions for you. Let's go to Edmonton, Alberta, where Vaughn is asking, how long was... Oh, we we asked that question already, Vaughn. I apologize. YJ wants to know if you've ever studied the goat man and have heard of any stories of note. Um, Like the, the goat, like... Uh... Balfamat or whatever is that the goat man? I don't. It, I don't. So a I don't human think so. human body with a goat head and horns. So I know of like the satanic kind of. I may be confusing that. I don't. I don't think I know enough to even try and name that. So no. That's but right. now. <laughs> now I'll look into it. It's a fun one. Let's go to Chris Teen, who has a question. Missy, did your partner or anyone else see the monster too? Um, so not initially when I had that first experience, but just this past spring, my mom and I were, I was taking her home and I saw it kind of galloping up a hill with these deer, just like it belonged. Um, and so I got her attention and she looked. And so, um, 
she saw it too then, but not when I had that initial experience, I was by myself. Wow. Wow. So the fact that you have, or your mom's kind of seen this creature as well, was your mom a believer of you before this happened? I, th- I think so. You know, I had like, I would, when I was a kid, I would say I knew a little bit too much in a way. Like, um, I would have these dreams like somebody was going to pass and then they would evacuate their avatar. So, I, yeah, I think so. As far as this thing, though, like, I mean, it, it kind of all falls under the category of paranormal. But this wasn't really anything my family discussed or anyone that I knew was aware of, like the cryptid kind of world. So, Excellent. Excellent. Let's go to uh, Vaughn here, a different question. What do you think happened during this time? Did you feel any physical discomfort? Um, dear, okay, what time? During when when you when you were face to face with this creature. So I mean, your body goes numb like all the blood drains from your head. Um, and I guess that's that you know, autonomic nervous system response, like your blood floods to your extremities so you can run, but I didn't run. I just peed. So. Hey, we all got to do something. We all got to do something. You know, it's like, I I always said, when I saw another Bigfoot, I was going to chase after it. Well, this summer we (laughs) we saw another Bigfoot. I didn't chase after it. It was too dark. Yeah. Yeah, it always amazes me when people are like, oh, if it was me, I would have. And I may have been a little bit arrogant like that before this happened, but it it's not, you're not capable of deciding what you would do. And if you were that person, like you don't know until you're, like someone asked me, like, did you go to roll the windows up? And no, like the thought never even crossed my mind to reach over and roll the window up. So it definitely wasn't on my mind to grab the phone or a camera and take a picture. It just doesn't even register. See, I understand that. I totally understand that because, you know, when you are seeing something in front of you that is not only A, supposed to exist, but B, is not supposed to be real, you can't help. You almost lose function of your of your body you lose track of your mind because your brain is not comprehending what your eyes are saying are are you seeing this do you see what's going on here because you're trying to take it all in you're trying to literally mesmerize your brain into seeing every aspect of the creature or the ufo or whatever it may be and that's where you you lose rational thought of maybe I should grab my camera. Maybe I should run after it. Maybe I should run away. What do I do? Is yeah. that pretty much what you were feeling? Yeah. Well, I mean, like our, our bodies are hardwired just to survive, right? So taking a picture is not really at the top of the list of priorities. I would agree. I would totally agree. Let's go over to, let's go to Gabriel first. Was there any smell with this encounter? 
I don't remember. I don't, I mean, if there was, I know that there's, there are reports of people describing like this horrible, like rancid smell, but I didn't, I don't recall smelling anything except for honeysuckles prior to, but no, I don't, I didn't smell anything like foul or anything like that. All right. Let's go to Kaiju here. Missy, have you possibly heard or seen evidence of Sasquatch, such as vocals, prints, etc.? Okay, so there, the road my mom lives on, there's this little girl who lives maybe two miles up the road, and she got a trampoline for Christmas one year, and it was like three months, and the whole thing was just like the elasticity on it was just gone. It was touching the ground, and her parents kept saying, like, what happened? And she was like, it was the Bigfoot. The Bigfoot sleeps on my trampoline. And we did see like a massive track. Um, and then I, other than that, I was in Colorado in September. Yeah, in September. And um, we saw these tracks of something. And I, I don't know that anybody, the majority of people aren't aware of this particular cryptid. It's likened to a crawler, but it's much larger. It's called a pull-off. I think there's a story from some guys in Vietnam who were like yanked up into trees by something. But yeah, it's got this like hoof kind of hoof structure. And I actually got pictures of that print. Oh my. Yeah, I'd like to see freaky. those. I'd like to I see I will them. send it to you. That would be Yeah, nice. it was right next to it was right next to this area where there's like this the guy that was showing us around, it's this magnetic field anomaly. I think that's what he's so much. He's like a genius. He'll argue with me, but he is. Um, and I look down and there's this rock and it's got this um, algae growing on it in this like geometric pattern. It's It was crazy because it was so out of place. But yeah, I'll, I'll send you those. All right. Let's get over to Gabriel here for a second. What about orbs? Were there any orbs flying around the creature? Reports have mentioned this in the past. Yeah, I've read those. Um, for me personally, I don't think so, but it seemed like the guy who cut my grass, or I met him because I hired somebody new to cut my grass, and we got to talking, and I found out he'd seen the same thing I had. He mentioned, like, right before he saw it, there was this, like, white, he said it was like a handkerchief, but it was rounded, and it just kind of like flew up the windshield. They had a, like a moonroof and it went over the top and he said it happened so fast. So, I mean, I guess it could have been like a tissue, but he, he said he thought it was something more. So I, that could have been an orb and I'm just speculating. I don't know for certain. And it's his story, you know, so, but for me personally, I didn't see any orbs around the creature. Wow. What, what do you want out of this? What is your goal now? I mean, I would love to just figure it out, right? But then it's like, if you figure it out, then what, <laughs> right? Um, initially, it was tr to try and validate my own experience and maybe let other people know that they weren't so alone. And like the people who were just total jerks to experiencers, I felt like, you know, I, <laughs> like I, I just wanted a word with them for a, for a while. Like, I, I mean, it would make me so mad. But, um, I mean, I just feel like there's this thing that I just absolutely must know. And my life would not be complete if I didn't spend it searching for answers. You're on a quest now. 
I guess so, yeah. Like Zelda, but real life. <laughs> I know the feeling. I think many of us are. What do you want to see? What do you what do you need? I mean, you don't need proof that the creature exists or any of this really exists. What do you need for yourself? I mean, just to be able to keep researching. I lo- I mean, I love when I'll read a story and then I find another one and there's something that clicks. There's some sort of similarity. So, I mean, I, I used to think that I really needed people to believe me, but it's, it, it was never really about that. Um, I, I mean, I'm fine with people believing what they want to, you know, um, there was a whole group of people that believed they could drink Kool-Aid and get on a comet. Right. So, um, I don't know, I guess just, I mean, I would like to be able to keep researching and writing books. And um, I mean, you get in this field and it doesn't take long to find your own little group of weirdos, right? They're people who are exactly your kind of weird. And I I quite like that. (laughs) So, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. There's some good weirdos in this field. Very good weirdos in this field. You know, the idea that you've had this experience, do you want more? Would you like to experience more or do you want to? research this from the outset and the outside now i don't i don't know that i would no i can't say that i would want more i mean like you know feeling all brave sitting inside my house with the doors locked i could say yeah i I want more but no i i would rather just research have any of these creatures come by your house i hope not um there was a my son and I were looking out the window of my bedroom one summer day, and this was before I had the encounter and it was raining and that was just like the end of the world for him. So I was sitting at the window with him and we were kind of like trying to wish the rain away. And he says, what is that thing? And I'm like, what thing? And he's like that right there, that thing. And I went to say what thing again. And then I like, it caught my eye and it was just like this cloaked. That's the only way I can think to describe it. It looked like the outline, the outline was like the shape of maybe like a, a large bird, which seems absurd because I don't think I've heard other than Mothman. But at the time, at the time that this happened, I didn't, you know, I didn't know anything about any of that. Um, but it was like, you know, predator. I know you've heard this. Um, yes. Description before when people talk about like glimmer men and stuff like that. So yeah, it was just this giant, I mean, it was almost like the shape of Big Bird and it was, I could only see it because of the like mild distortion and we stared at it kind of, we were kind of like mesmerized, but um, I'm not, I'm not sure what that was. I don't think we both hallucinated. I, people will talk about mass hallucinations and that's extremely rare. Like it's not hallucinations on their own aren't rare, but it's, it's rare for more than one person to see the exact same thing. So I don't know. I'm not sure what that was, but um, ever since I saw the creature in the road that night, that pale humanoid, the rake or pale crawler or whatever, like um, going outside is not the same experience, even in the daytime. Right. I mean, this uh, glimmer man that you saw, which kind of looks like the predator, a lot of people have, have seen this creature. How close to your house was it? Let's see. Okay, so I'm using football fields. Let me try school buses. Like two school buses from my bedroom window to like the tree line. So, Oh, that isn't far at all. No, it wasn't very far at all. 
No. And, and the was it did it notice you guys looking at it or was it just doing its own thing? It was just, it was just doing its own thing for sure. Wow. Um do you, do you know the guy who came up with the special effects for the Predator movie? His name is um Joel, Joel Hynek and his dad is J. Jay Allen Hynek. Yes, yeah. we, I know uh, I know Paul Hynek, Joel's brother. Okay, yeah. Yeah. um, And and I will tell you, for anybody in the UFO field, Paul Hynek, great guy, not funny. He is not funny. (laughs) Don't let him try and convince you that he is funny, because he's not. Him and I have a thing going on. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Yeah, so we we were in Denver for the MUFON conference this past year. And actually, it started in San Francisco a few months earlier, where I had uh, I had uh, put a, a a picture up on on my on my speech reminding people that Paul Hynek was not funny, and then he got me back pretty hard in his speech uh, the next day, and then a couple months later in Denver at the MUFON conference, uh, I did the exact same thing in front of about four hundred people reminding them that Paul Hynek was not funny. And I missed Paul's speech the next morning, but apparently he got a good laugh uh, at my expense uh, during his speech. Yeah. Goodness. But it, but it's not funny. No, Paul's not funny. I, I'm hilarious. No, he's not funny. Paul's not yeah, funny. Yeah, you are hilarious. Yeah, Paul is not funny. Just, uh, just a reminder to all of you uh, out there. Paul Hynek, though, I got to get him back on the show. I do need to get him back on the show. He's he's an amazing dude. Absolutely amazing dude. We have about seven and a half minutes to go here with you. And, I mean, you've seen a glimmer man. You, you, you've had this close encounter creature. You've seen UFOs. You know, do you think now that you are getting more involved with this field, are you expecting more to happen around you. I don't know if there's like an expectation, but when you, I mean, it's like an, your situational awareness just increases after an experience like that. You, and if you're more aware of your environment, then you're going to notice more. And I think that it's likely these things have there. They've been here. They were here all along. It's just like, you know, having the wherewithal to know where to look and actually notice them. Are you prepared for I that? Mean, hell no. <laughs> I mean, is anybody ever? I don't, mm-mm. but I mean, you just deal with it, right? I don't, I don't feel like, I mean, I don't ever want to see that rape creature again. Like, I, Oh, as long as I live, it makes my skin crawl. But I feel like, if they were dangerous, then if they, you know, I've never, obviously never heard a report of them killing anyone. I mean, animals, like small animals and, and deer and like eating roadkill. But I, like, I don't know that they hurt humans that I'm aware of. I don't, I don't really want to take the chance. <laughs> right. Yeah. I really don't want to take the chance. I don't want to know the chance. How- don't let being treated for pain be a pain. Come to Downtown's Healthcare, 950 17th Street in Denver. Find out how to reduce pain naturally without surgery, without drugs. Call Downtown's Healthcare, 303 292 9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. How has your own intuition taken off since all of this has happened? Uh, I mean, it's hard to say if it's related to like this or just, you know, growing up, just like personal growth. So like, obviously it's in it. I've always been really intuitive, but I just, I mean, I'm, <laughs> I meditate now, you know, the like the lame stuff, but the, and so I think that's probably had a lot to do with it. Just like, you know, getting older and personal growth. I don't know that I would have come this far this fast if it hadn't been for the encounter, but I, I mean, I think I was likely headed this way anyway. It's just like, you know, <laughs> sped me along a bit. Your destiny. Oh, <laughs> that's so sad. If, if this is my destiny, I don't know. I probably, I probably still have this like judgment around like this being crazy and I don't want to be crazy, but I'm so crazy. So yeah, I guess you could say that. Yeah. Yeah, you you seem reluctant about it though. I know, and I don't know why. Like, I I guess I'm I'm my thing is like as far as destiny being fixed and there's nothing we can do about that. I don't really like that. That just doesn't feel right. I think because we have free will, right? If you believe we have free will, then you can change your destiny. So, well, I I understand that, but you know, for someone who has had a couple of very strange encounters. <laughs> You know, do you find yourself fighting it? I think it's just like I have so much to say about so many things. I don't want to get like stuck here where since I've done this, this is all I can ever talk about. No one will take me seriously about anything else. But I mean, I don't care enough to like not talk about it, obviously. So yet you're here and you're writing books about it. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. I've like, I've got two more, <laughs> not about this, just about other things, but yeah. Um, I, I mean, I'll be here for a while. I'm not going anywhere anytime soon. Do you meditate? I do. Yep. Every day. And what do you get through your meditation that leads you down this path? Um, I don't know that there, I mean, just focus. I can focus better than I could prior to, um, a sense of calm like this. I don't know. I had all this angst like for so long just, and I felt like nobody understands me. You know, I wasn't necessarily like painting my nails black and wearing black lipstick, but I was very much in the like emotional turmoil of being, I mean, you know, coming of age or whatever. Uh, so I think, and I guess this also comes with getting older, just like a sense of calm. And um, the, the focus is why I continue to do it. Cause I was probably super, I'm, I'm still a bit ADHD, but, um, not so much anymore. Not as much as I was. Where do you want this field to take you? Is it about finding answers or is it more about finding out what happened to you personally? Or do you think the answers are even out there? I mean, I think if 
if it's knowable, we'll know it. But um, I'm, I mean, I don't really have any kind of destination in mind. I just, you know, I'm have like the people I've met are, are just, you know, you, Steve, y'all are just some of the best people. And I, I mean, really, I guess I'm just kind of enjoying the ride. I don't have, honestly, I've never really thought about where it will end. <laughs> so do you expect it to end or do you expect it to continue? I mean, I'm going to have to exhale for a last time one day, but, um, yeah, I'm just, you know, I, I mean, I guess when it's supposed to end, it'll end, right? What would it take it? What would it take for you to leave? Just get out. Oh no, no way. (laughs) I mean, I don't think anybody could force me out. It's way too fun. It really is, yeah. Especially connecting dots. Like when you connect dots, oh, there's right. nothing like it. We have yeah. one minute to go. Do me a favor. Let everybody know about your book and where they can find it. Okay. So if you go to my website, um, missyleesterling.com, it's M-I-S-S-Y-L-E-I-G-H and then Sterling like silver. If you click the book, it'll take you to the Amazon page. But then if you go on Amazon and you just type rakes, fakes, and you don't even have to type double takes just, or you can, but it should auto populate and it's for pre-order and it'll be available um, January 17th. My daughter's birthday. Oh, mine's the sixth. (laughs) Yeah. My daughter will be 24, 24. Yeah. That's kind of amazing. Goodness. Where is time gone? Yeah, it is. Where is time gone? <laughs> Missy, thank you so much for coming on thank Spaced you. Out Radio. We very much have appreciated it. Good luck with your book and keep up the great work with your stories. All right. Thanks, Dave. You're very welcome. Missy Lee, everybody. Coming up next on Spaced Out Radio, we got a whole new hour coming up. We have, oh, it's jam packed. We got the Swamp Dweller, then Super Duke. Brings us the Cryptid Report, his final one of 2022. I've got the final Dave 101 of 2022, and we'll have some news as well. Stay tuned. Spaced Out Radio continues right after this. Great job tonight. We'll give you a few claps. (laughs) Aw, thank you. No problem. That was fun. That was fun. I enjoyed it. You were very intelligent. That was great. Well, you know, I got to make up for the face for radio. So it worked out well. Worked out very well. (laughs) I grew up in a radio station. Then you know what I'm talking about, a face for radio and a voice for print. I I don't know. I, I I mean, I know a lot of people on radio who are nice looking. And a lot of people on TV who aren't, so. (laughs) Very much so. Hey, uh, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you, Dave. Thank you so much for having me. If you ever need anything, let me know. Hey, we need you in Vegas. That's what we need. Yeah, I think I'm probably going to have to do that. (laughs) You're definitely going to have to do that. We all want you there. Yeah. We all want you there. Good. Yay. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll stay in touch, Missy. All right. Thanks, Dave Scott. Have a good night. Good night. Missy Lee, everybody. How awesome was she? Good energy. Good energy. Oh, World Bigfoot Radio bringing the science report tonight.
Very nice. Very nice. All right, guys, I'm going to step away for a couple minutes. I'll be right back. All roads lead to Vegas, Pyrometic. All roads lead to Vegas.
By the way, I'm just going to tell you all right now, I suck at poker stars. I get bad beats all the time. Sucks. <coughs> Absolutely sucks. Hey, Ozzy Rob, how's them ham hocks? Let us know if you don't mind. Big thank you tonight to Steve. Too many zoos times two. Rob, Pam, Simon, Susie times two, and Louie. I've got the hiccups. Oh, my goodness. Hopefully we can shake them in here in a second. Here's hour three. Would you like to connect with us? Head to spacedoutradio.com for all your latest show info. Now, back to Dave Scott and SOR. Third and final hour of Spaced Out Radio is now underway. My name is Dave Scott. Thank you so much for joining us. We very much appreciate earning your listening ears wherever you are on this beautiful planet we call Earth. Hello to everyone listening in on our terrestrial affiliates around North America, digitally on Odyssey Radio, TalkStream Live, and KPNL. All of our archives are free. Join us at youtube.com forward slash Spaced Out Radio. Do old Davey the favor, hit that subscribe button. The Desert Clam has set the password for tonight in the SOR Space Travelers Club. Sagar, Sagar is your password. Use it wisely, Space Travelers, as the Clam sets the password each and every night right here on Spaced Out Radio. Our website is spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, read the newswire, check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio, Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show, and on TikTok at Spaced Out Radio. It is time once again where we head to the swamp. Our resident swamp dweller takes us on another spooky journey. Hi, Spaced Out Radio listeners. This is Swamp Dweller. It's time for your nightly dose of spookiness on the show. If you have an interesting encounter or a spooky story that you would like to share, be sure to submit them in at swampdweller.net. You can also find our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash swampdwellerreads. Now, let's chill out, relax, and together, let's enter the swamp. I've been friends with this guy named Ryan for about eight years now. We met in the fourth grade. We just finished our junior year of high school. He and I have been big fans of random walks, you know, just taking walks and hikes into random areas. We've been doing it for a couple of years now, during the winter, spring, summer, and fall. Safe to say we love taking walks. He lives a few blocks away from a cemetery, and usually... We go straight two blocks to get there and take a right down a hill. There's this bridge that we have to cross. Then there's the cemetery. It's located on a large hill, so it's pretty visible if you're there. We grew distant during our 8th grade year and didn't hang out very much. I became the popular kid, which was shocking since I have always been an introvert. But anyway, I digress. The point I'm making as we only went on a few walks together that year. As a stroke with luck would have it, we would rekindle our friendship the first year COVID hit. We hung out more and more and talked a lot. We started walking to the cemetery and noticed this yellow sports car was always parked there. We didn't really think much of it. Maybe someone was grieving. It's a cemetery after all. We continued walking there and the yellow car was at the same spot every single time we went. The lights were always turned off. It just sat there for hours at a time. Again, we didn't really think much of it, I guess. 
After becoming a little more distant my sophomore year, we began hanging out more during the beginning of our junior year. We went to the cemetery like usual, and there was that same yellow car as always. It was just there doing nothing. We both knew it wasn't a worker since the vehicle was parked in the middle of the path he would drive through, not like at a parking lot or on the side of the road or anything, but we still carried on. Fast forward to May of 2022, we were just about to finish our junior year. We went to the cemetery sometime around 9 p.m. Since I got a job at a pizza place in January, I always worked from 4 p.m. to 8 p.m. every weekday except Thursday. We walked like usual, talking about true crime, how dry our love lives are, and the movies that were coming out soon. This time, however, we noticed the car wasn't there. The cemetery has a lot of hills and stretches out, maybe a few thousand grays with still more room to go. You have to walk up a mountain to get to the main area, actually, and most of the graveyard is still not visible because of the hills. We continue walking to where the car usually parks since we've never actually been there. We continued talking about our lives and just silly nonsense when we noticed a car driving in the path. We didn't think much of it, again, this is a place of grieving, but we saw that it was yellow. When it came close to us, the same type of headlight, same license plate, it was dark then, so we had to rely on our flashlights on our phones to see around. We got a little freaked out but carried on. We walked until the yellow car stopped at its usual place. We stopped roughly 30 feet away from the vehicle for a second with our flashlights on. We heard the door open and footsteps approaching us. We gasped and shut off our phones. We bolted away. We were faster than whoever that was, but we knew they were running after us. I asked Ryan in a whisper, if he had brought any pepper spray, and of course he wouldn't bring it the one time we would need it. We hid behind big gravestones for a couple of minutes waiting to see if they would run past, but they never did. They must have given up. We waited another couple of minutes, bolted out of the cemetery entirely out of breath, and never looked back. We joked about it a little since before we went into the graveyard we said, imagine if something terrifying would happen, and speak of the devil. What would have happened to us if they had caught us? What would they have done to us? I don't know. I'm just glad that we took extreme caution when we saw that car. Otherwise, I probably wouldn't be here to write this. And that's why we love the Swamp Dweller around here, hanging out with us to kick off every Monday through Friday night in hour number three on Spaced Out Radio. He's got thousands of stories like that. If you want more, all you got to do is go to youtube.com forward slash Swamp Dweller Reads and it is all right there from the swamp to the forest. Yes, we build up the drama as it's time for Super Duke from World Bigfoot Radio and the Cryptid Report. Yeah, Super Duke from World Bigfoot Radio joins us a couple times a week to hang out and talk all things cryptid monstrous with us. Duke, your last appearance of 2022 here on Spaced Out Radio. And I want to say, man, since you've uh, since we started the Cryptid Report and you've been doing this and along with Robin McRae and Bigfoot Rob and Big Tex every now and again, you know, you've added real great dimensions to what we do here on Spaced Out Radio. Thank you for helping us become better in 2022. 
You're very welcome, Dave, and I appreciate the opportunity to be on your show and reach a little different audience than what I normally have and, and give them some more needful information on cryptids and the latest cutting-edge uh, stuff that's going on with that. So I, I appreciate the opportunity too, Dave. And, you know, now that I'm watching you slingshot past me at hyper-light velocity, I'm ever more grateful that I actually hit 20,000 subs before you did. <laughs> I, mine have hit the brakes. Mine have hit the brakes. And uh, so get, get this, dude. And I don't want to take up much of your time because I know we're limited till the bottom of the hour. But for the past month and a bit on our YouTube channel, we all of a sudden started getting flagged for copyright infringement again for our music. Oh. Yeah, I heard you talking about that after hours the other yeah. night. That's just ridiculous. Yeah. They tried to pull that BS on me one time, too. And the band called the music company that had the rights to their stuff and said, if you don't tell these clowns to knock it off right freaking now, we're going to a different company. This guy's advertised more for us than you have. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's funny because I, I talked to Bumblefoot about it this today. And I'm like, dude, have you signed up with another company? Because we're getting flagged. And he's like... He's like, Dave, I don't even know who this company is. He go mm -hmm. and he, and his his music is is not on there. But they have him as an artist saying that if you want to put your music on there, we can get music from Bumblefoot for you. So this company has come out of nowhere with YouTube. Sound like scammers. It does mm -hmm. seem like scammers, but somehow they've... Are you suffering from chronic joint or back pain? Downtown's Healthcare in Denver offers effective alternative therapies that are non-invasive, non-surgical, and drug-free. Start your journey to a pain-free life. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Convinced YouTube that they have uh, music rights to artists. The YouTube are just dumb and gullible that way. <clears throat> there's parenthetically, there's a channel that likes to troll them because they're stupid algorithms, and he likes to talk about the GB jab, and he keeps calling it climate change all the time, even though the video has nothing to do with it. And then there's the climate change warning underneath the video. Oh. Yeah, he know he knows how to troll really good. Oh. Salty Cracker, in case anybody's wondering who I'm talking about. He's hilarious. The guy's absolutely hilarious. Anyway, um, yeah, um, the interference with my channel has happened a lot in the past, and you know that, Dave. But we got exciting things coming up here in the future. And, you know, for this year, it was kind of in the dumper for me, but there was a few other people that actually made amazing progress with things they were working on this year. And, uh, you know, other than... The only thing I managed to accomplish this year was get blurry video of the most cryptids ever together in one place at one time. Woo. If it was clear video, I'd be happy, but blurry video, man. Anyway, um, Robin got to be on two documentaries this year, 
which blew me away because she just happened to be in Michigan visiting at the same time that Jason Kenzie was there doing a documentary on Michigan Bigfoot. And he had heard about her and he said, as long as you're here, can you film like a little five minute segment for this video that I'm shooting? Sure. Well, after she filmed it and he realized who was actually there talking to him, he went, uh, you want to come out with us on our uh, nighttime recon tonight? And Robin's all like, sure. Well, next thing you know, they're doing a separate documentary entirely about Robin. Plus, I've got the little clip they wanted to insert in the video they were already working on. So that came out rather nice for Robin. And no then kidding. one of the other people that, I, that I've had on my channel that you haven't had on yet, and you should get them, Dave, Robert Kreider from uh, Kreider Expeditions Channel on YouTube. The guy's absolutely amazing. He's like the real-life Indiana Jones. And uh, he put on a big uh, expedition this summer. They were going to find this gigantic lodge-like structure that the Bigfoot had built up in the mountains near him. Well, not that near, but he had stumbled across it before in the winter, and it was a dangerous area. They were actually trailing a, a human's tracks that was bleeding bad, probably a head wound, and they were leaving blood in the snow. So they found this guy's tracks, and they trailed him out of the woods to make sure he made it out alive, which he did. Um, but in the process of doing that, they found this area, and so he decided he was going to go back there again, and he mounted an expedition, and he made it open, invitation to uh, some of the other Bigfoot researchers and other parts of the country that have their own channels and stuff. Uh, come on up here. We're all going to go up to this place and see what we can find. If there's a lot of us with cameras and stuff there. We'll be less likely to get squished. Some of them actually had like crash helmets and extra body armor and stuff just in case because the Bigfoot up there are not supposedly very friendly. So <clears throat> they all go up there. It's at 10,000 feet and keeping in mind a lot of these guys are from like sea level. And he warned him in advance, you're going to be carrying like a 60, 70 pound pack and carrying it for a few days and up at about 10,000 feet. So you might want to actually get in some exercise in advance and acclimate a little bit if you can, which of course it seems like they really didn't pay any attention to that very good advice. So when the event actually happens, there's some of them are actually able to get signal and they're live streaming on their channels occasionally and they get to the end of the whole thing, and they were not able to find this giant structure again, so they're all kind of disappointed about that. Uh, first night they were out there, they had a bunch of activity around camp, and then after that it quieted down. So the other guys that were there with them all put out their own little reports afterwards. One of them even did a two-hour video, and they showed everything that happened, and it all looked pretty boring, like nothing happened. Well, then Robert Kreider put out his video of what happened, and he's right there with them. And they're walking right past Bigfoot tracks, and he's stopping and filming them. And they're walking right past Bigfoot structures, and he's stopping and filming them. That was an abject lesson in paying attention, boys. And also, when somebody's telling you you're going to be hauling a 60-pound sack around at 10,000 feet for a few days, he means it. Get ready. <laughs> well, I, I, I would like to thank you right there for reminding me that to never go out with Robert Kreider on a on a on a mission to search for Sasquatch. Kreider is a hiking machine. He's one of these little thin guys and he can, you know, like five miles doesn't even warm him up. So and he can walk around with a heavy pack on his back all day too. He's used to doing it. Down there in New, New Mexico, you know, that whole area, uh roaming around. And he finds a lot of out of place artifacts and documents, that kind of stuff too. So very interesting dude so there was a couple things that were going on now coming up here in uh this coming year i've got some stuff that i'm really happy about since i had sabila Irwin on the show and for those that are uh, paying amazing. attention yes she, she is still sick though and she needs more prayers so 
don't forget to put her on your prayer chain. She still needs them, although she's feeling better now. I just talked to her earlier today. And, um, yes, Sabila is very amazing. She's helping me with a piece of artwork that I've been wanting to get done for two of them, actually, for a long time. And one of them is a, a, a better, more accurate illustration of the first thing that I saw, whatever the heck that was. And then the other thing is uh, we already had um, – she did early drawings from the Glag saga of what Glag looked like when Kevin was hanging around with them as a kid up until they parted company, at which point Glag was about nine and a half feet tall. So she's got all the illustrations she did of that. And she never did a full-color um, standing up whole body illustration of them. She's just black and white pencil. So she's going to go back and do a color version of that. And then Rob Roy Menzies from up in Alaska actually did the illustration of Glag as an adult, where he's now 14 plus feet tall, has a 26 and a half inch foot. <clears throat> so he took that picture and he took a picture, actual picture of Kevin, and he put them together to scale on a picture. So you can see what a six foot person looks like standing next to a 14.5 foot Sasquatch. And then I asked him, well, can you put it the a blank spot in the middle since we have, don't have the rights to it right now of the same size and shape as the drawing that Sevilla did. So we've got the whole thing right there. There's Kevin. There's Glag when he was a kid hanging around with Kevin and here's adult Glag over on the side. Well, I just talked to Sevilla today and she's more than happy to do that. So I'll finally be able to release the completed poster after a few years of wanting to get this done. And it'll be up on my swag site for all you Glagaholics. And I'll, you know, probably make t-shirt available too, but poster for sure. That's what I'm shooting for on that one. And then one of the people that she's going to be working with here shortly is Richard Soul from the Knox Gigas Project, who's Mr. Science, and just helped um, put out a paper from Dmitry Bynoff, a famed Russian Bigfoot researcher who recently died, has several books out. And uh, it was on hominology, a science whose time has come. And, yeah, it's like more like a science that's way past time. And um, this is all talking about how we don't even have a proper classification scientific branch to study things other than humans uh, that are in the homo genus. And let's assume for a second maybe there is something other than us that's in the homo genus that's still alive. We sort of need a section of science to study that. Even the recently deceased ones from the fossil record, we still need a science for it. So they've submitted that to Wikipedia, and so far Wikipedia hasn't done anything about it, but they're trying to get that uh, listed and also in other academic circles. And then Rich himself has been doing a bunch of work on Bigfoot Eye Glow. Yes, that's a thing. They can make their eyes glow. It's not a reflection of any other light source. He's got <laughs> He's got a picture of one where the leaves up above it are lighting up from the glow coming off its eyes. It's no background light. That's coming off its eyes. Well, in the show, the little section of the show that we showed on my show, which Sibylla was on, was an encounter up in British Columbia from like 40 years ago where this guy had one looking right in a window at him, and it hit him with the eye glow, so he got to see it from like two feet away, and then it zapped him and knocked him back on his butt. So <clears throat> she did spectacular illustrations of that, and at the same time, Rich has been working on this stuff with the actual science of Bigfoot eye glow, the uh, bioluminescence and luciferase and all that sort of stuff and explaining how they're actually doing it. And then he sees this thing and he goes, well, there's a great illustration of one of the things I was talking about. Oh, Sabila, we need to work together on this. So 
coming up in the future here, Rich is going to be on my show explaining the science of Bigfoot Eye Glow with a little bit of help with some of the illustration from Sevilla. But, of course, he has video of this stuff, too, because, like, he's for real dude. <laughs> and he's also been working extensively with Barry Webster over at Res Squatching. And as some of you may know, um, there was just a documentary put out on Barry and the crew over there at Res Squatching and still on pay platforms at this point. Um, so I have not as of yet seen it. From what I've heard from people that have seen it, it's really good. Um, one of the commentators on it said, this is this is an example of how a Bigfoot documentary should be done. All you wannabes out there that are putting out glorified nature videos, go watch this and get a clue on how to actually do it properly. So there's another thing to keep an eye out for. Now, Dave, you'll be particularly interested in this because this is near and dear to your heart. Why, are, why does everybody want to talk to these UFO researchers that are looking at pictures of lights in the sky and they don't want to talk to anybody that's had an encounter? Because there are too many people who are addicted to nuts and bolts. One would think that, but I think the Bigfoot community just pulled ahead of the UFO community on this one. Dr. Igor Burtsev, the head of the Department of Hominology in Moscow, Russia, and most venerable and uh, as far as I'm concerned, most experienced Bigfoot researcher on the planet, recently did a little interview with some scientists over at the uh, university at a university in Wales. Let's just say that I got to kind of limit myself on what I can say about this one. Um, and he was wondering after the fact when they were putting the video out. So he talked to them a little bit more, and it turns out they're compiling a bunch of videos because what they're actually doing is, as far as I know, the first scientific study ever on people that interact with Bigfoot. Really? Yeah, really. Yep, yep, yepper. So look forward to that coming out. Somebody's finally taking it seriously. Don't forget there's other countries where, uh, especially like Russia is a good example of it, Bigfoot's an, a known um creature it's on the endangered species list so they don't you know there's they're not hiding anything over there if you can get budget to go look for bigfoot and get information on it go ahead the uh, both of the the current and former leader over there by the way were together at the same time and claim that they saw a family of what they called yetis or snowmen going across the field into the forest and they had all their security guys with them and it was Vladimir Putin and Dmitry Medvedev. And Medvedev was a shutter bug and had his camera with him. So after they saw these creatures and they were far enough away that he wasn't scared to go there, he went walking up or a little closer and actually got a picture of the track line in the snow. So, okay. yes, there are countries where it's okay to do Bigfoot research. Um, so that's sort of interesting. And that's another thing that's upcoming here in the, the following year. And just for the fans of my channel that love Kelly Shop and Rocky Mountain Sasquatch, just had a long conversation with him the other day. He's coming back again. So we'll get the RMSO update again this year. And he also says he's going to try and make it over here to my research area this summer. So he may even see a combined Operation RMSO MVP with me and Kelly. Very nice. Duke, we got one minute left with you tonight in this shortened, abbreviated version of the Cryptid Report your final minute of 2022. Tell everybody where they can find World Bigfoot Radio. You can find me on YouTube, Rumble, Odyssey, BitChute, and Bright Eon. 
support groups are on Facebook, Montana Bigfoot Project and World Bigfoot Radio, and on MeWe, World Bigfoot Central. By the way, I will be brand changing my channel's name to World Bigfoot Central since I technically don't do a radio show anymore. It's all pretty much visual. Um, so then you'll have to look on the playlist and go, oh, do I want to listen to him talk? Duke chat. Do I want to see all the video from the field? World Bigfoot TV. Now, yep, you got to go look at the playlist, see what it is that we're putting out, because it'll be categorized to make it easy. There's even an entire GLAG playlist there for all you GLAGaholics that want more GLAG content and maybe miss some of it. There it is. It's like 16 videos or something at this point. It's a lot of videos. Always a pleasure, Duke, and all the best to you in 2023. We'll talk to you next year, my man. Happy New Year, everybody. Super Duke from World Bigfoot Radio. We'll bring him back next year because we can. Coming up next, it's the Dave 101. My resolutions for 2023 when it comes to the woo. We'll be back right after this. Hi, I'm Dave. Do, 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 do. I think I'm going to start calling applesauce saucy apple. Uh, Kaiju, I've talked about it a number of times, man. Um, four of us saw him. My son saw him and my two buddies and I saw him. That was back on Canadian Thanksgiving weekend in October. Thank you, love v love. I'm digging the new jacket too. Saucy apples, how you doing? I'm going to get used to that. Thank you, Esmeralda, for being here as well. The jacket even has thumb holders. Uh, I did hear about that, Tracy Scott. I did hear about uh, that. I want to contact. It's easy. Just make it. No, he just changed his name to Science Duke for tonight. Otherwise, it's Super Duke. Super Duke. Super Duke. Thank you, Ozzy Sue. Uh, 
It brings out the blue in my eyes. Super Duke. Super Duke. Yeah. I'm even wearing my... Uh, <clears throat> Thanks to be determined. Let's get there to 30,000 subs, man. We need 21,000 first. We're only 9,000. How many are we away? Hold on, let me count. 9,332 away before tonight's show. <clears throat> Welcome to the chat, TBD. Uh, Simon, I got... Uh, let me tell you something. Free your mind, how are you? That's some nice cologne. Versace blue jean. I liked it. I like it. What else I got? I got like a couple pairs of socks. I got a couple more jackets upstairs that I got. I haven't brought them out yet. Bombshell Bomber would go crazy for those ones. You know what I'm talking about, Bombshell. Uh, let's see here. What else I got? I got a... I got a... Almost this color blue... Uh, Sweater as well. Michael Schratt, JSCO, by the way, will be attending our Vegas party. See the reasons to go? Michael Schratt. You dig NASA? Get off my lawn! That's right. Are we on Apple TV? Must be just the audio. Uh, River Dogma, how are you? Thank you tonight to Steve. Too many zoos times two. Susie times two. Rob, Louie, Simon, and Pam for the super chats tonight. And uh, tomorrow night's a roundtable, everyone. It's going to be a great show, year-end show. So uh, make sure you tune on in for that one as well. My New Year's plans, I'm going for dinner. Here we go, everyone. Rounded third, we're heading for home tonight on Spaced Out Radio. My name is Dave Scott. Thank you so much for listening. We very much appreciate your listening ears. I want to remind you that if you've missed most of this show or others, check out our free archives by going to youtube.com forward slash Spaced Out Radio. Do old Davey the favor, hit that subscribe button. Our website is spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, read the newswire, check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio, Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show, and on TikTok at Spaced Out Radio. It is time once again where I get my feelings off my chest. I start to grind my gears and tell all of you to get off my lawn. 
It's Dave 101. of 2022 is... Do you suffer from chronic hip, knee, or shoulder pain? Avoid drug dependency and surgery with Downtown's Healthcare in Denver. Downtown's Healthcare offers regenerative therapies that stimulate the body's self-healing process. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Nye, and so am I. For this year, at least. This year of 2022, we've seen... A lot of ups and downs in the UFO world, in the cryptid world. We've lost some legends like Butch Witkowski and Linda Godfrey. We have gained some friends like many of our guests that we have heard on Spaced Out Radio and our audience this year. It has been a power year for us in programming where we've seen our numbers go up, our amount of fans smiling at the end of every show where we complete the Wu train cycle. And of course, we have next year to look forward to. There is so much that can happen in 12 months, and it just seems to fly by, doesn't it? It just seems that one minute we're digging out of the snow and digging out of credit card debt in January, and the next minute we're buying presents all over again. But when it comes to this field that we deal in, It's going to be a very, very exciting 2023. For me, I have some projects coming up. I have some projects with this show that I want to take to a new level. We want to really build our audience, build our radio station platform, and build it for you. So that way, we can bring you a higher quality show. I want to be able to also take some time off. Because not only has Davey not had a holiday in 11 years, but this year Davey's going to be doing some filming with Merle and a couple others as we hit the road for some adventures, which will hopefully make it to your television station. 2023, I think we'll see a year of arguing, a year of stretching the truth, a year of learning, a year that we will be able to say at the end, damn, that was some good information. 2022, like we said, was filled with a lot of controversy around especially the UFO world. The cryptid world was kind of quiet, even though more people were actually seeing things in the sky and creatures in the forest. The paranormal was quite quiet, which is about time 
considering that it seems like everybody who's involved with the paranormal these days has a television show already. The only bickering I really heard through 2022 when it came to the ghost hunters were these teams out there, doesn't matter whether they're in the Canada, the U.S., the U.K., or wherever they are, brought ego to the field. Ego how? How about trying to get locations to sign contracts that they can be the only team that actually investigates there because they're the only ones who do it right. It's happening here in British Columbia. It's happening in the United States all around. So bah humbug to you teams that are doing that. 2023, we have to learn to try and be more open-minded. In the ghost field, let's remember, we don't know if they're dead. We don't know if they're alive. We don't know if they're in a different realm or in a different dimension living their own lives where we are the ghosts. In the cryptid world, we see more and more people starting to turn towards the woo because the experiences that these creatures are causing do not recreate something that should be flesh and blood. We see more people switching over, opening their minds, becoming more creative. Let us hope that that continues in 2023. Why? Because we need answers. We may not prove that Sasquatch, Dogman, Gnomes, or any other cryptid is real, but as long as we keep an open mind, stay positive, share information, share evidence, we're going to be a lot closer. The Bahumbug goes to the Bigfoot Research Organization, BFRO, who in 2022, we learned that they actually edit their reports. So if you report a Bigfoot sighting to BFRO, and let's say it vanishes right in front of you, or a UFO appears over top of you, that report is not going in the files, or it's being edited. Therefore, Bahumbug to the BFRO, who continually brags about their statistics. But guess what? Statistics mean nothing if you're fudging the numbers. So let us hope in 2023 that people actually wake up and realize that false numbers do not provide proper science. In the UFO world, I consider the Battle Royale of 2022. We saw Luis Elizondo call for the end of ufology. We saw the United States Navy claiming that they're not giving us any more. We got NASA playing stupid with the public. And still, we can't figure out if it's a UFO, UAP, where they come from, who are the aliens flying them. Oh, by the way, yeah, it's China again. Remember, it's China. When in doubt, China. That's what we learned in 2022 about the UFOs. The unfortunate part about 2023 is I see more blasé news coming in the UFO world. Oh, it'll still be a topic. It'll still be a topic of discussion. It will still be a topic that is regulated by fear-mongering. But we can hope that those out there with the brains, with the knowledge, with the experiences, continue 
to push the envelope to tell the true story about UFOs. Not UAP. Let's get to UFOs. Let's also hope that Canada and the Canadian government continues to push forward a scientific understanding of what UFOs are and where they're coming from. The one thing we love about the Canadian government is they are not buying into the fear-mongering, the fear-porn of threat narratives like the U.S. government. Sure, let's hope the Canadian government opens this conversation up on the floor of the House of Commons. So that way we can actually get to the understanding of taking all these files, all these sightings, all of these reports, putting them under one roof of a scientific commission and find out what's going on. Doesn't that seem a little bit more mature than fear-mongering? I think it does. Canada could be a real leader in this. The question is, will they choose that they want to or not? This year has been a wonderful year for people coming out of the audience and coming and telling their stories. We have heard from numerous people across the year about their amazing experiences that they have had and how they are pushing for their own answers regarding cryptids, paranormal, and UFOs once again. Let us see that continue. The more people who feel comfortable and confident in sharing their anecdotal stories of what's happened to them only brings better attention to what we are all studying, what we are all talking about, and the topics that we all love. And this show, I could tell you, will be going down that road. We love the reaction we get from our audience, whether you're listening on terrestrial radio, the podcast side, or you're sitting in our YouTube channel. You love hearing those personal experiences. You love hearing those stories of people, everyday people, just like you and me, experiencing the unknown. We want that to continue. We need more people just like you, not screaming from the rooftop saying, I've seen UFOs or I've seen a Bigfoot. No, we need you just to tell your story. Open up those conversations in 2023. Why? Because they're important and it brings credence to the subjects that we talk about. Doesn't matter whether you wear a suit and tie for a living or whether you are wearing construction boots. We are all having experiences. And you know what? You might find out that the people you talk to have had their own experiences as well. And you could share them. And you can tell us about them. Because we want to hear them for you. Yes, moving forward into a new year, we all want to stay positive. We all want to stay on that good side. And there will be rough patches, as there are every year. I'm going to be turning 50 in 2023, and I can tell you this. I've had a lot of ups, and I've had a lot of downs. And not just with this show, but in life in general, just like all of you have had. And I expect that to happen in the next 12 months. 
But you know what? I feel that 2023 is going to bring a lot more positive than ever before surrounding Spaced Out Radio. We're going to continue to grow. Our audience is going to grow. We're going to continue to push the envelope on bringing high-quality information of the woo. Start a journey, not a fad. Kick off your fitness journey with up to $500 off Peloton Bike, Bike Plus, or Tread Packages. Choose the package that will take your training to the next level with accessories like our cycling shoes, heart rate band, non-slip grip dumbbells, and more. Join now and you'll see why 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. All access membership separate. Offer ends January 8th, 2023. Excludes Bike, Bike Plus, and Tread Basics. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. To you, this is what you guys have asked for, and this is what we want to deliver. And we're planning on it, and it's a good plan, and we need to make it happen. The fun is just beginning. The fun of doing this show on a nightly basis after eight years has not changed. I still enjoy coming into my studio at night and talking about these high, strange stories that we are all loving. We want more. We're going to try and bring more. We're going to try and bring different topics like near-death studies and more personal experiences. We need to do that. Everything is going to change, but we're going to be the same just as well. You can trust us as your voice, as you have already. And the new listeners who continually come in on a daily basis, we hope that they learn that trust for us as well. For all of you out there who are wondering, how's 2023 going to be for me when it comes to the woo? Keep an open mind. Remember this. You may not believe someone's story. You may not believe their experience. And when you hear their story, you may think that person is absolutely full of it. But I want to remind you of this. You've never stepped in that person's shoes. So even though your personal opinion is you don't believe it, maybe your disbelief is reality for them. That's a tough pill to swallow, but we know we could do it. That's what we try to do here on the radio show, is for all of you, whether you're a multiple experiencer or you've had things go bump in the night in your house, we want to believe you. And there's nothing wrong with belief. I could get into the whole argument of proof. Once again, what is proof? But we don't need to do that tonight. More belief, more sharing of stories is where our information grows. It doesn't matter whether it's anecdotal, whether it's a photograph, whether it's a video recording. It all helps in these life mysteries. Because one thing that we are noticing, and I think we'll notice more going into 2023, is that more people are understanding that the phenomena is all one. It is not paranormal It is not ufological. It is not cryptid. It is not anything on its own singularity. No, the phenomena is all one. And we will continue to bring that phenomena to you in 2023. So Happy New Year, everybody. Much love to all of you from myself, my family, my Spaced Out Radio team, and our audience. 
and let us share together a great year of woo coming up in just a few short hours. Thank you all for listening to the Dave 101. Leave me a comment below. Let me think what you, or let me feel what you think and let me read what you think going into the next year. We'd really appreciate it. All right, it's time for us to move on over and get to the news. What time is it? It's time for Shirky Pooh's News. Let's get right to it. I don't know if you saw this weird video or not, but people are seriously freaked out. It was one of those red carpet videos that had somebody from one of them smut television shows interviewing Scarlett Johansson or Johansson, depending on where you are in this world. And here's what happened. She was being interviewed with a microphone and this lady walks in behind her at the Golden Globes and vanishes. Yeah, in the video, you could see Johansson lean over to answer a couple questions, telling the, the interview that she's wearing a Valentino dress and that her highlight of the evening was Philip Seymour Hoffman winning Best Actor in his role for Capote. But this lady wearing a black dress walks from left to right behind her and just vanishes, like does not appear on the other side of her shoulders. The clip has gone viral. It's been seen millions of times. Twitter is going nuts. Reddit is going nuts. And people are wondering if this lady is a time traveler, a ghost, or something supernatural has actually happened. You can go on YouTube, just type in the Scarlett Johansson video, and you can view it for yourself and figure out what the heck actually happened. Moving on, apparently men, if you're single, women can tell. How could they tell? It's your smell. Apparently, single men give off a different and more powerful odor than men in relationships, according to scientists. Yeah, once again, those brave boffins are out there doing hard yards for us, solving the big questions we all need answered. So, ladies, when you're looking for that good guy, use your nose. It always knows. Well, Toucan Sam wasn't wrong on that, was he? No. Yeah, apparently the smell that men give off is an attractant because these experiments by the frontiers of psychology have actually presented in a new journal. It has previously been claimed that testosterone is higher in single males because of the competition for partners that they face. And women have such strong noses because they haven't been broken in hockey fights. They're able to smell it. Yep. And apparently for some, it's a good smell. Let's continue on. Doctors were left stunned when they found... Uh, th this one's gross. I don't even know how this happens, okay? Now, I'm not an expert on the female reproductive areas, okay? But please tell me, Melanie Galais from Massachusetts, that you knew about this. Yeah. She was having some pain down there, and she was on TikTok talking about her pain. So she goes to the doctor and finds out 
that she has had a tampon stuck in there for two years. Two years. Yeah, 16 million views. People had questions. After being asked how she didn't get toxic shock syndrome, a life-threatening condition caused by bacteria getting into the body, Melanie offered up some details about her experience. She began explaining that she had suffered from Lyme disease as a child after being bitten by a tick. She experienced all the symptoms, but the results of the test were confusing and unclear. She was given the necessary medication and the symptoms went away. But it wasn't until some time later when she was in high school that the pains to her body came back and some gross stuff started oozing on out. She admits she's pretty embarrassed to tell the doctor what was happening, hoped instead it would all go away because of Lyme disease, took medicine, and went to her gynecologist who cranked her wide open and went, oh my God. She goes, you have a tampon horizontally stuck under your cervix. Though the gynecologist struggled to believe the tampon could have been there for two years, doctors suggested it might have been caused have caused an infection, which led to the pain she was experiencing. She assured her viewers and followers that she and the tampon have since parted ways. Isn't that a blessing? <laughs> yep, this is why I bring the real deep news to you guys. Yep. Anyways, thank you so much for tuning us in tonight. Thank you to Super Duke from World Bigfoot Radio for the Cryptid Report, Swamp Dweller for another great story from the swamp, and Missy Lee coming on in and talking about her experiences while chasing down monsters. Let's get to it, shall we? We got Mr. Ron Bumblefoot Thaw rocking in the background with Little Brother is watching. Bumblefoot is the official music of Spaced Out Radio, rocking us in and out of every single show. Get your horns up for the guitar god himself. Special thanks to everybody listening in at home, at work, in your cars, wherever you may be. Thank you to everyone in our chat rooms tonight on Spreaker, YouTube, LGAP, Twitch, Facebook, the Space Travelers Club, and on Twitter at hashtag SpacedOutRadio. Remember, this show is copyright by Spaced Out Radio and SOR Media Ventures Limited. Thank you so much for choosing to share your evening with us. Because together, my friends, we own the night. Mr. Bumblefoot, we need a favor. We need you to take us home. Yes, the Wu train has docked for the night. But soon, my friends, we shall ride again. Your seats are always available. Your tickets never expire. And if you want to bring a friend, even into 2023, we got room for them too. Good night. Don't let being treated for pain be a pain. Come to Downtown's Healthcare, 950 17th Street in Denver. Find out how to reduce pain naturally without surgery, without drugs. Call Downtown's Healthcare, 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.